Look out, it's the backlog boys. Virus detected. I said I was going to do it. I thought you said I was going to do it. I thought you said. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Let's do this. Okay. Hello, everyone. everybody. Welcome to the All You Can Hear podcast. Completely different thing. What the fuck? Oh, man. Welcome to the Backlog Boys podcast. Episode three. Official three. 2.99 was the last one. And uh, before then, it was two point something. I can't remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're here. We're finally here. This is the Pokemon episode. It's been a long time coming. We we're supposed to release this in December, but Tanner uh, caught COVID. Couldn't yeah. do it in December. And then uh, we were going to record this last week-ish. Uh, last week, yeah. And uh, Tanner forgot that we're going to see Ultraman that night. Or the night before, so he didn't have enough time to beat it. And then we pushed it to today. And then Tanner, this time, switch broke. So Tanner's not here. Yeah, it's just us. He didn't beat the game. So uh, technically, we could have recorded last week, uh, but we didn't know because Tanner's switch broke a few days after uh, uh, we uh, skipped ahead anyways. Yeah, we replanned it, rescheduled. Yeah, so, so uh, any sucks. grievances you have, take it up with Tanner. Yeah, just, just pull Tanner away from uh, his job and uh, spank him. Yeah, take him aside and give him a little, little backyard slapping. Yeah, and say that's from the backlog boys, and he's gonna be very confused thinking he did it. Yeah. <laughs> But that's all right, because we're here now, and we're going to talk about Pokemon. Oh, yes. Yes, we are. We have uh, been busy bees. Well, I beat the game early December, late November, somewhere in there. I can't remember the exact time I beat it. So it's been it's been some time since I beat it. Yeah. And I have been like Tanner and putting it off. I didn't beat it till like probably last week. But I mean, that just makes it fresh in my mind. Um. Yeah. Yeah, we've uh, just been we we've got a lot of thoughts on it though, because Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's got a we've been really yeah we've been really interesting launch. Yeah, because like if if anybody knows, whenever this launched, you know there was just so much going on about it. Um, if you know, uh, especially if you're a Pokemon fan, you know that like well, there's like a ton of shit. So, um. It was interesting because whenever we talked about doing this episode, we were like, oh, yeah, we're probably going to have a great time. You know, it's going to be a fun game and uh, it's going to be a fun episode. Just probably just us talking about, you know, singing its praises um, and not to give you any spoilers about what we have to say. But um, whenever it released and we actually played it, we were like, well, this might be um, 
we might have more to say than we thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, for good and bad. Um, yeah, it's not all bad. It really isn't. Bad. It really isn't. It's just that we didn't expect um, some stuff. It's complicated as it is. Yeah. And boy, it's complicated. Yeah, exactly. I can't really think of anything like preamble or anything to say beforehand other than just the uh, we're ready. Yeah, we're just going to have to get into it. All right, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Here's some credits, some information about this game, because, well, it's going to be putting in your brain, and we're going to be talking about it for the next few hours. Don't know how long, but we'll see. Yeah. The developer, <laughs> obviously developed by Game Freak, it was published by Nintendo and the Pokemon Company. You know, Nintendo, they love to release rough games. Not really. That's not true. I, I imagine they're going to be not so happy about this uh, next game. They're going to try to fix some issues they had this time. Hopefully, uh, director uh, Shigeru Omori, mm-hmm. producers Akira Kanashi, to- to- Toyokazu Nonaka, Takanori Soa, Kenji Endo, uh, designer Hiroyuki Tani, artists Mana Ibe, Marishi Mazaki, and James Turner. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just like <laughs> it's just very obviously Japanese names, and then James Turner. <laughs> yeah, I've just gotten used to that because I've been playing. I've played the Yakuza games for years now, and there will be occasional just like a normal uh, white, white person guy. name. <laughs> or yeah, sorry, not because there is just, just a random white guy in the story. There's always just a random white guy in the game. <laughs> just a just an English name. Just a just a very normal English name. <laughs> uh, writer Ryota Muranaka, composers Minako Adachi, Junichi Masuda, classic. Everybody knows Masuda. Yep. Uh, Goichi Nose, Hiromitsu Meiba, Tiro Taniguchi, Hitomi Sato. And Toby Fox. Tommy Sato, why do I know that name? That name sounds very familiar. I'm going to have to Google that real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Because I, I thought it was familiar, too. I don't know who that was. I I just didn't take the time to Google it. Oh, they're very popular Pokemon composers. Okay. Yeah. And Toby Fox. Yeah. So, Which, surprisingly, I... does not... Get me laughing like James Turner. Because <laughs> Toby Fox is, uh, I'm pretty sure that's not their name. I think that's just like an online monster. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a unique name. So it just, you know, <laughs> it's nothing compared to James Turner. When uh, Thank you, James Turner, for your contribution on the art, because it's good. We're not just yeah. ragging on you. I know, you I'm did sorry. Good job. Yeah, I, uh, I know. The series, obviously, is Pokemon platform. Nintendo Switch, it released for the Nintendo Switch on November 18th, 2022. That was last year. Yeah, it was very recent. This is probably going to be the most recent game we'll ever cover, or at least for a little bit. For a little bit, yeah. Uh, Because it's going to take some time to actually beat some of these future games. Uh, Yeah. Not the immediate future. Uh, We'll get to that later. I'm going to hit you with a synopsis of this. It's in Scarlet and Violet. The players attend either the Ranja or the Uva Academy. The Academy has an annual treasure hunt in which students are encouraged to seek something they treasured by exploring the region. After encountering either the legendary Pokemon Coridon or Maridon, uh, depending on whichever uh, version you get. Yeah, respectively. 
who joins the assist the player despite having lost its ability to battle. The player is encouraged to participate in three stories, Victory Road, Starfall Street, and Path of Legends. And we're going to hit you with all that details later. later. Yeah. Um, for the setting, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are set in the Paldea region of the Pokemon universe, which appears to be loosely based on the Iberian Peninsula, uh, Spain, and... Um, the region features diverse landscapes, including lakes, wastelands, and mountain ranges. A large crater named the Great Crater of Paldea lies in the center of the region, formed by a meteor strike centuries before the events of the game. Inside the crater is an area named um, Area Zero, where the terrestrialization phenomenon was first discovered. The region is divided into 20 different areas, six located in the south, three located in the east, four located in the west, and seven located in the north. The area is different in Pokemon, some only bound to specific parts of the region, just like every Pokemon game. So, yeah. And I don't have it in the dock, but one thing I think is really cool about this is that you can actually see, or well, you can't really see, but there's a massive wall on the map where it's obviously that's Unova. Or not Unova. Oh, uh, fuck. What was X and Y's region called? Oh, uh, Kalos. Kalos. It's yeah. uh, France. Uh, considering. Uh, I Spain think they France would be right next to each other. Or right next to each other, so, um, yeah. Some really cool information. I, I really enjoy the setting, and uh, I feel like I should wait to get into that detail, so I'll wait, I guess. Yeah. Um, now yep. we're going to hit you with some development information, and be surprised. There's not much, because uh, Nintendo doesn't really give out information and also it just came out so there's not going to be many interviews talking about like past uh working on this game and shit like that yeah like that's not like it's um i don't mean i don't know about anybody else but like literally when it comes to development they keep it kind of secret um they gotta keep the formula close to hand they don't (laughs) want anybody to find it out even though it's been a rough formula yeah, it's been a rough formula, and also already there are other companies starting to come out with creature capture games because they're so fucking pissed at Pokemon. <laughs> so, uh, there's that. Yeah, and then I just have another note here. That this is the only second uh, note I have for development is Toby Fox assisted in composing some of the music featured in the games. That I wrote that one here because I was really happy about that. I love Toby Fox's work on Undertale. The music there is phenomenal, and let's just say he brought it back with the heat because he worked on Sword and Shield for how I want to say the legendaries music. Can't remember exactly what he did for Sword and Shield, but it was really good. Yeah, you know, because I'm looking at this now. Um, I well, I saw it originally, but I didn't think much about it because it's 2023. But I just uh, you know, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet started development in late 2019, around the same time of their release of Pokemon Sword and Shield, which reminds me, I'm like, oh shit, like, the pandemic happened in 2020, so did development, I'm pretty sure it did, it halted Scarlet and Violet, and was it kind of a, I guess, a rush job, maybe, to get it put out? Maybe that's why uh, I'm not like... exactly sure about that because they had some time with it because this game was very rough. Well, well that's what I'm I, I think that Arceus was so fucking good. Personally, it's not really a shock. I, I like Arceus a lot more 
than I do this game. Well, that's well, that's what I'm saying though. Is that like they had time, but did the pandemic halt that? And then whenever they could get back to working on it, they just started where they left off, or it was like a slow process. And I, I'm feeling some maybe some Nintendo kind of um, fault on this, maybe. I think Pokemon it's Pokemon Company, Game Freak, and, and Nintendo. Something. All three of them. There. They need to work with. I don't know. Just talk to someone else that's making those AAA exclusives over at Nintendo. Like uh, the people at Monolith Soft. Not, is Monolith Soft the same people that make Xenoblade? And anyway, the people that make Xenoblade games. They look fantastic for the Switch, and even then, they don't look the greatest because it is the Switch. Well, because I, you know, I I don't I don't want to cast judgment too much on you know Game Freak or anybody actually working there because is it like is it like a developer like a uh, like corporate issue where they might have you know they might have forced them to crunch or something like you know what happened I and the thing is though is that, like we won't we don't really know because I don't know if they really were you know we've really gotten any kind of information on that I don't think. And uh, crunch in Japan and Japanese business culture is considered normal. So they yeah. don't really talk out about that kind of stuff. So like, you know, because I mean, it's like the same thing with the with the manga industry, um, like especially with recently with, you know, um, Kentaro, Kentaro Mura with uh, Berserk. Yeah, you say recently that was oh almost two years ago. Damn. Yeah. It's <laughs> that's stupid. That's stupid. Oh my god. That's so long. That's so long ago. Um Yeah, I like I mean, obviously we're not investigative reporters here, but it's just nah. something to think about. Um yeah. All right, but, yo, uh, you want to get hit with some marketing? Everybody here we'll getting some marketing? Yeah, go ahead. Market to us. Market All this right. game. This game got creatures. Pokemon Ooh. Scarlet and Violet were announced during the Pokemon Presents presentation on February 27th, 2022. Uh, pretty much shortly, very, very shortly after the release of uh, Pokemon Arceus. So whenever this was announced, I, me, everybody else were pretty fucking surprised. Because I thought Pokemon Arceus was going to be just the main line Pokemon games from now on. And I was very happy with that because I think Arceus was... I'd be very happy with it if there was no other Pokemon games coming out this year. But since there was two, I was losing my mind. Yeah. Uh, throughout the game's pre-release marketing, several in-universe videos were released to reveal new Pokemon, such as a trail cam to reveal Giraffe I.I. I keep wanting to say Girafferig or Ferrigraph, yeah. whatever. Graph I.I., a web seminar to reveal Wiglet, which is really cool. Uh, and a live stream to reveal Belly Bolt, like a Twitch streamer live stream to reveal Bolt, Belly Bolt. It was an Iono like guest as Pokemon, and a short found footage to reveal Grievered, in which that's my favorite of the uh, in universe videos that they released was the little Grievered one because it actually shows uh, how uh, it interacts with people, and that the lore behind Grievered is. That if you play with the dog, it will slowly suck your soul out of your body. And in that video, we see someone die. <laughs> yeah, 
No, we don't actually see them die. It's we a just found see... footage, like from their it's POV. Found... Yeah, it's found footage style from their POV. They they uh they lose consciousness. Is what happens. So I'm assuming they're dead. Yeah. We well, okay. We have we can't have too many Pokemon blunders. Cult. Okay. They just had a video where Pikachu said "fuck." They did. They did. They shouldn't have so. Oh my god. Do they not have like somebody that runs by the audio but by anyone just runs the audio by them uh because if you aren't in the know there was a tiktok of uh i think it was pikachu and real not real lucario yeah lucario they were doing a fun little mascot dance and it was if you're happy you know it clap your motherfucking hands yeah and uh pikachu was clapping uh riolu's hand so he was happy not riolu lucario and uh, Lucario was looking angry, so he was probably the one cussing. Probably, yep. Uh, second trailer was released June 1st, 2022, showing the two box art legendary Pokemon, some new gameplay, and three new Pokemon, and some new characters. I'm not going into detail on what the Pokemon were, because, good God, there's a lot, and if we were to do that, we'd be here for a little bit. Yep. But Maridon and uh, Karidon really good legendaries immediately shown off i loved them both and it was i usually pick my game depending on how much i like the legendary and i liked them both so much that it took till probably september for me to really pick what i wanted i was feeling scarlet because i like red most but i ended up liking uh Karidon a lot more I I went with Violet. I like Maridon, and also too, I wanted. I just wanted to be like, um, opposite to Colt, so that we can trade and stuff. But I mean, really though, I I did love um the future stuff and seeing Maridon. Um, yeah, Maridon's awesome. Yeah, both really cool legendaries. August third, twenty twenty two, a third trailer was released revealing two new Pokemon and the return of regional variants with a Paldean Wooper. The name of the region and the new battle mechanic called Terrestrialization. This was uh, a trailer where I realized, all right, here's the Mega Evolution or the Gigantamax of this game. The gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't really care about. But Powder and Whooper was a f- cool addition because regional, regional variants rule. I'm a big fan of them. I am a big fan of regional variants. It really changes up um, their designs and their typing, too. So it makes. Um... It makes for the Pokemon to be uh, a little more interesting, I, in my opinion. Um, and Paldean Wooper was, uh, I think the internet died, or died of cuteness overload whenever we saw Paldean Wooper. Um, Paldean Wooper, is, I thought it was fine, because I thought it would be evolved into a, like a, a pirate Pokemon, but its second evolution is way better than I expected. It's so good. I, what is his name? Its name? Claude Sire. Claude Sire. Love that little creature. Very cute. He's just a big old salamander lying on his belly. Um, Yeah, I love him. Mine is named Fudge. That's a good name. It's very good. Also, too, there was a a bunch of jokes about um, Paldean Whooper since it's brown. Everybody called him Pooper. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty funny. That is good. It's really funny. The fourth trailer dropped on September 7th, 2022, detailing the three storylines and three new Pokemon. So that's when we got the Star Street classic Victory Road and uh, Path of Titans. Path of Titans. 
Yep. It was four days before 9-11. Yep. And uh, they also announced that uh, we'll take a moment of silence for uh, 9-11. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> September 29th, 2022, the day that would be remembered all by all for the tragic events that took place that day. It was a very painful and sad day for me. And I know probably Wenzel. I feel like he, I heard him crying that day. Ed Sheeran released a song titled Celestial in collaboration with the Pokemon company that is set to appear in the games. Disgusting. We'll get to him later in the game, but man, that was very sad. I mean, we can all kind of guess where he's going to be, but goddamn, I, I, you know, I, I had forgotten the pain of that day, but then when it came, when he popped up, I was, I was so sad and hurt. <laughs> yeah, it was very painful. On October 6, 2022, Farigraph was revealed in a 14 minute gameplay video. And that's all I have for marketing. That was, uh, that was everything. And it sucks too. On September 29th, all we got was that goddamn Ed Sheeran song. Everybody was thinking we'd get a new Pokemon or something. No, we got Ed Sheeran singing. It's just uh, disrespectful, hurtful, painful. Absolutely. Very sad Pokemon company. Why couldn't you just collab with someone cool like... Run the gorillas. Jewels. Yeah, Run the Jewels and Gorillas. <laughs> no, I mean, I was thinking that too. I was like, man, out of all the artists they could have collabed with, I mean, Ed Sheeran is... I mean, you, you can say they're probably a safe bet, but like, I mean... Uh, there's other good pop artists. It just I just don't care for Ed Sheeran. I've never liked his music. I don't either. I never liked his stuff. I'm sorry. I, I just don't care. Could be a nice guy. I don't know. I don't know anything about him other than every time his music comes, I'm like, change that now. Turn it off. Turn that shit off. We'll just listen to silence. Yeah, I'd rather sit in the silence ripping ass, hearing my own farts clapping than listen to that. <laughs> that sounds rude. I'm sorry, Ed, if you're listening. I know you're a listener. I'm so sorry, Ed. Um, just next time, just try harder. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Do not be sorry. Be better. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> we want to go into some reception and sales talk. Yeah, let's get in some reception and some sales. Scarlet and Violet received mixed or average reviews, according to review aggregator Meg Megacritic. Metacritic, making them the lowest rated mainline Pokemon game currently on the platform. Which is not shocking after playing the game. It's not really shocking. Uh, but it's currently sitting at a 72 out of 100 from critics and a 3.2 user score, which is insane how low that is. 3.2 out of 10. Yeah. And that was when I was writing this doc, which was last December, I think. It's been a bit. I'm going to see what it's currently sitting at because. I don't imagine it went up any. I'm going to go to the Pokemon Scarlet. Scarlet Sinus 72, 3.2. Yep. Stayed the same. Nice. So I don't think that's going to be changing anytime soon. No, probably not. It was criticized for suffering from graphical glitches and poor performance. Graphics were also considered to be dog water, booty hole, poopy butt. With unfavorable comparisons to other Switch titles as Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Within three days of its release, the game had sold over 10 million copies worldwide, including 4.5 million, 4.05 4 million in Japan alone. 
which this next part is going to be pretty crazy considering uh, the dog water stuff I said earlier. Sales figure was the highest of any software on any Nintendo platform within three days and the best launch of any console exclusive game in history. I mean, everybody was hyped for it. Everybody was excited. I'm, I'm a Pokemon fan till the day I die. I get them every single time, regardless of what I think of. I mean, there's nothing bad every time I like news for Pokemon comes out. I'm always happy about Pokemon news. Uh, but I would have thought that the reviews would have hurt this a lot more, but they did not hurt at all. Uh, which was strange, I feel, because I remember after the release of Sword and Shield, even though that game was so massive, that was the most Pokemon hate I've ever seen in my life. And I feel like I've seen more hate for Sword and Shield than I have uh, <laughs> this game, which is feels strange. I found more people having fun and looking at the goofy glitches with Scarlet and Violet than I saw so many people talking shit about that damn tree. And they yeah. still talk about that damn trees to this day. <laughs> In Sword Shield, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't care, man. Go play something else. You got anything yeah. else to say? Uh, I don't. I'm gonna go into this next part of story and game details. All right, hit it up. 107 new Pokemon were added to the Pokedex, raising the final number of Pokemon to 1008. That was a uh, that's a pretty big milestone. 1008 fucking Pokemon, that's crazy. Um. Yeah, this is uh, probably the most po new Pokemon we've gotten uh, for a while, which was really was really exciting. Really, I think it made everybody pretty happy um, that we yeah, got. I can't remember line. the exact. I, I just know it's way more than we got with Sword and Shield. Way more than we got with uh, Sun and Moon, and I think uh, X and Y probably rivals it, maybe, or maybe it's just a little bit lower maybe either way can... that's a lot of new pokemon yeah i mean we could be wrong um but i'm pretty sure we're not because i'm pretty sure um we didn't get much you know what i'm gonna look it up right now all right do your thing number um there, there was not just new pokemon added this doesn't count the regional variants i don't think so technically, there's more than 107. And if you include Arceus, this year has added a whole lot. Okay, right here it says 81 total new Pokemon in Sword and Shield. And that includes the 13 new Galarian forms. Let's see okay. Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon. I think Sun and Moon's in the 70s. And that includes the... Sun and Moon was also 81. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Including Alolan forms. Let's try. Let's see X and Y now. I know X and Y is a good bit. Nope, X and Y was seventy-two. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? Let's go back even further. What was the last one? Black, black and white. I know black, black. and white added a lot. I black do remember that. In white too, correct? I mean, I I count black and white and black and white too as the same region. Oh my god. Okay, so black and white. Was 156 new Pokemon. Yeah, I think that's the most they've ever added. So, this was the first time in a while where we actually broke the 100 Pokemon mark. Which... It took I, them 10 years. It took them a long time. I, But I like that, though. I like a lot of new Pokemon. That gives you a lot to work with, you know? 
I love seeing new stuff. Very few Pokemon that I actually dislike. I, I in this game, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I said that's so ugly. Get it out of my face. Yeah, no, I I think I liked every Pokemon form. Um. Yeah, everything looked cool. But um, anyway, uh, back to story and game details. There are three different storylines that play into eat into one final story. Um, and the thing is, is like when this game was marketed too, you know, it was marketed on choose your own adventure, which you can do. But um, you also kind of have to do each storyline, which I think is a good thing. I think you should be able to do each storyline um, rather than just being stuck to one so that you can all go into the final story. Yeah, because um, the story. three storylines are connected by the final one. You need to yeah. complete them to beat the game. Yeah. But it is also, they say it's like three paths you can follow. It's pr still pretty linear. You have to go to certain places if you're not high enough level. You can't just bounce around. You can, but you'll be fighting uh, the ghost gym with a level 10 Pokemon. Don't think that's a good thing. Yeah, they made this game um, very open world, which is a good thing. But at the same time, um, you really just can't go wherever you want um, because uh, you will run into that issue of uh, scale leveling, level scaling, or not level scaling. Um, difference in level levels. Yeah, is that is that level scaling? I also different environments. You have to actually complete missions to level up Maridon or Coridon's abilities. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I don't know why I'm having a problem with, like, yeah, the levels don't scale, so whatever, le so every person or Pokemon in that area will be, will be a specific level, and also, but the thing is, is too, is that you're having Maridon or Coridon, it does limit you because they don't have certain capabilities, so you, um, that does help in keeping you on the ground in your um in where you should be so there's that but um yeah so one storyline follows the traditional eight gym format with the with an elite four another follows the story of um the villains of the game where you go around the five uh, team star camps defeating the leaders to eventually defeat the big boss and then the third storyline where you follow a fellow student that's on the hunt for the elusive titan pokemon five total because the titan pokemon are guarding something very important to the boy um yeah and then the final story takes place after completing all three of the main storylines and has three uh of your quote rivals unquote from each storyline that will follow you into the famous area zero that you've been hearing about the entire game this is where we get into big spoiler stuff so yeah, keep that in mind that we forgot to say the top spoilers we are going to spoil this game and, and i recommend don't get spoiled if you're not spoiled uh with all, for it already because i really like this story and i think it's one of the better pokemon stories that we've had uh in the past few years and you know it passed forever i think it's a really good story yeah, I won't reveal my hand so early. Okay. Uh, also, the three rivals statement. I this is I know that's what oh, feels weird to say, but like every single person that we're going to talk about, they're definitely rivals because it's not just one rival here. You will fight all three of these people. Fish fights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they all they all they all they're like no Pokemon, only fists. And let's just say they do have hands. Well, 
two of them have hands. Two of them have hands. One of them, I would say, you you, you just stomp on their cr- creatures and they just scream in like terror. You beat them pretty easily. It's because they're a dumb nerd. I have. We'll get to them. There's some crazy shit going on in there. Yeah. But um, I guess are we ready to get down to ba- to basically a breakdown of each um path? Oh yeah, let's get these stories done. I love these stories. I'm gonna go yeah. ahead and hit the Victory Road. You'll hit the Path of Legends, and I'll hit Starfall Street. That sound good? Okay, that sounds good. All right, Victory Road Pursuit. This is the classic gem storyline. Eight gems throughout the story. Uh, you will battle Nimona multiple times since she is a. She would be the main rival if we had to pick the main one of the three. She will fucking she follows you to every individual gym that you go to, and she's like, "I'll fight fight you after this gym battle or before." Yeah, and, and she's just stalking you. She uh, beats the fuck <laughs> out of your Pokemon too. Yeah, yeah. Now she won't fight you every time. I will say every time um, that you do get around to meeting her, it I always have a blast. I think she's a fun character. Oh, I love um, Nimona. I love she's Nimona. Really she, cool. She's probably my favorite rival out of like all the games, and probably one of the best in a while. Um, I'm already revealing my hand a little bit, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed Nimona. There's a part in the game too where you're at one of the gyms, and she's like, "I want to battle you, but I got some stuff to do." And then she kind of runs away as she's like yelling at you. She's like, "Forgive me." It's like you know you don't have any voice. Um, actors or anything but it's just seeing like the the subtitle saying that as she's running away is really funny <laughs> yeah i think it's a shame that pokemon games don't have voices because there are scenes in this game that are clearly meant to have somebody talking but they don't have someone talking it's, it's very strange it's so weird and i i hate it <laughs> i i think um i think that's a loss on their part it's it's really dumb. Uh, also, another thing about Nimona that I, I uh, think is crazy is all the hate she got. A lot of people hate her. She's got a lot of character. Uh, in mo- Rivals in the past, they rarely have any character. They're just there to annoy you. Uh, the last time they had a really good rival was with... Uh, I mean, In's not technically the rival in black and white, but In was the last good rival, if you ask me. You know, my thing is, is like, um, you know, with Nimona, like I said, she's probably one of my favorites. Um, or I say in a while, she, I, I, I said it before too. She's probably my favorite in the entire series because, like, last rival we got, um, what's his name? Hop. Fucking Pop. Hop. Hop. Oh my god, he was fine, but like, um. It just seemed like there was like a huge like power difference there where every time, you know, he lost, he got really into himself. Um, I, I do I do enjoy the character development there where at the very end, you know, he um he kind of gets over that is it, or is able to overcome that and kind of um realizes maybe that um you know, that he needs to do something else. Uh, he's just not really much of a rival. Then the last one in Sun and Moon. How? Oh my God. How the fuck do you remember their names? <laughs> I don't know. It's so strange. I will give it to you. I do not remember these guys' names because they did not stick out to me as rivals. How, especially in Sun and Moon, he was just kind of there. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember anything about him. And if you ask me, 
the X and Y and the black and white. I will not remember. I do not remember. I was going to say the same thing. I remember in X and Y, you had probably the main, like, basically, she was like the, the, um, she was literally the fucking, your counterpart. Or if you, if you, uh, if you, to, if you played as a girl. Oh, you yeah, that's her. right. And she's in the anime too. If you, that was like her, that was your rival technically, but then you also had like three other people who were also your rivals. And, Cannot remember the oh, fucking yeah, name. Oh yeah, they were your friends. T- yeah, that's I cannot remember their names. Yeah, there's like a whole like thing with them too. And the thing is too is like I, they were like, you know, they were very like nice like kids or characters or whatever. It's just that like I just they don't were there them. too. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but the but I will say the the uh, the characters in this game, I I will probably remember. I. I'm pretty confident. I really like them. And Nimona is a really good um, rival. She um, she's not annoying. She's, uh, I think, genuinely like interested in battle and also really supportive. Um, yeah, she's super kind and not. Well, your rivals in the past haven't been dicks, ex- except for like uh, gold and silver. That region. I, I remember the rival being a weirdo. Yeah, I remember that, too um oh emulator uh but anyway yeah no i mean like none of them have been dicks but like i mean her especially like i think with the way they wrote her you really feel her like supportive nature and like too you feel her kind of like you're on really equal grounds with her (laughs) yeah very equal grounds until later in my opinion we'll see I I mean, you know, you, you always have the type advantage thing going on where they have to pick the Pokemon that's weakest to your type. No, but... they, they have to pick the Pokemon that's stronger to your type. This is where they swapped it up. Where she actually picked the Pokemon that's weakest to your type. Yeah. That's one thing that I found weird. Wait, wait, you're saying that she picked the weakest? Yeah, she picked the weakest. She uh have they not done that before? I don't remember. I, I'm I just sure. remember in the past, like if you picked in Diamond and Pearl Turtwig, they would pick the Chimchar. Oh, fuck me. I think you're right. I think because Sword and Shield, Hop chose the fucking bunny, right? Yeah, he posed. I think he chose Cinderace. Oh, no, wait. Are I we sure? A, or did he not choose a fucking Intellion? Oh, my God damn I it. I can't remember, man. It's been four <sighs> years. Hold on, hold on. Tanner, if you're listening to this, please edit Five this. Five years. Or, or something, I don't know. Sword and Shield. No, huh. no, we don't We don't have editors. And I don't... Let starter. They might have changed it up in Sword and Shield, but I do know that's how it used to work in the older games. Yeah, um... Yeah, uh, it says right here, um, he will choose a Pokemon this week to yours. Okay, I guess they changed it up but for some reason. But Leon, his older brother, will choose uh, the starter that yours is weak against. Yeah, because he's a champion. They don't want it to be easy. Yeah, they don't want it to be easy. Yeah, Nomona chooses um, because, yeah, yeah. I thought I, 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 thought I was remembering that correctly because I'm pretty sure I remember him, me beating his stupid ass intelligent. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing about Nimona. Uh 
picking uh fuck Meow Scarta. Yeah, Meow Scarta for me. I kill that thing every time. I always save my uh AK forty seven is the name I named my uh Skeledurge. I save AK forty seven for whenever she pulls out Meow Scarta and I kill it instantly. Yeah, because I will say she whenever you battle her, right out of the gate, she does not pick her uh she does not throw out her starter. And um literally Every as soon as she pulls it out, I pull out my Skeledurge too because I know clean sweep, <laughs> you know, killer stomp them, stomp them. Yeah, she always says it for last. That's purposeful. Yeah. And there are uh, you want to hear the gym leaders and then the elite four and then eventually the yeah. rest of the storyline. Uh, these are the gym leaders in no specific order because technically you can fight any gym in any order, even though. The game doesn't really want you to do that. Uh, number up, what fuck? Number one, I'm talking about is Katie. She was a bug type gym leader. Uh, she was a chef. Baker. Baker. There he is. There he is. Uh, yep. I, she's very forgetful for me. I don't really have anything uh, to say about her. Yeah, she wasn't really. I mean, to be fair, she was kind of one of the weaker designs when it came to like gems um yeah she does look like a basic npc if you ask me yeah that you'd find in like a kitchen or something like a head chef insert name yeah uh yeah that's that's pretty much it um actually the order that you have them in is the same order that i fought them in oh that's that's strange is this Wait, the order you fought them in um let me see no, I, I'll say after. Next is Brassius. I did fight Katie and Brassius like this. Yeah. And Brassius, I do remember. He's a weirdo dude that has a whip because he, he, uh, he's an artist. He's an artist. Yeah. And his whole town is based on art. There's a nice little maze, and uh, there's Sunflora just running around this entire the place. whole there the whole town has like a bunch of sculptures and architecture that's literally his design it's pretty cool i brassius i remember um whenever he was first announced i immediately kind of like attached myself um to him because i just i thought he looked so cool um and i, and I had a great time fighting him i mean he wasn't super hard because he's a grass type and you have Skeledurch, but I mean, he was just, he was just a fun character in my opinion, especially his design. I love his design. Yeah. He's a cool cat. I like him. Yeah. Uh, next we have Iono, the electric type gym leader. This is the one that they announced the belly bolt. Yeah. She, she is a very energetic, very in your fucking face. Bam, bam, bam type of character. I enjoy her. I enjoy her design a whole lot. I... Her trial was funny i liked it a whole lot where you're just finding um clavel yeah he, <laughs> he just pops up and he says uh i owe these people a favor and of course i'll hide uh for her because in the trial you had to find clavel three like, different times where's waldo yeah it was pretty fun it was pretty fun too and like he wouldn't be like super hidden but he'd be like dang i thought i was pretty good <laughs> and he's wearing his in my game a very brightly colored red uh suit well and i will in my game he kind of fit to the background he was wearing purple and it was like at night but it wasn't hard to find him i had aimbot on apparently yeah um 
Yeah, I don't know. I had a I again another fun character. I love her design. I love her energy. Um, I I will say I did not I didn't realize how many people fucking hate her. Apparently, I did not even know that because I've seen a yeah. lot of fan art. There's been like there's so many people that don't like her, and for some reason there's just this whole culture of like how much people hate streamers and yeah it's really bizarre <laughs> and vtubers as well yeah there's a lot of hatred for vtubers i there was a point where i just didn't get it but now i'll get like a occasional vtuber videos on my tiktok and i'll be like ha that was pretty funny it's just <laughs> content creators exactly it's Them just with content creators avatar. they're not yeah i know like they're not hurting anybody and it's like unless they're you know i no, I mean they're not causing any harm. I haven't and... seen a racist uh, VTuber. I'll say that. <laughs> like my thing is, yeah, like um, unless they're doing something like you know, I don't know. I mean, they're clearly a VTuber, so like they can't be like, oh yeah, this is what I look like in real life. Like, no, it's not. It's obvious. So it's not like they're they're deceiving anybody. I don't know. It's stupid. Um, and, and a lot and a lot of people were like, oh, you know. There was a, I, it was, it was just really bizarre. I was like, I, I don't get it. I, I think she's fun. Yeah, I don't know. It's fun. Next, we have Kofu. He is a water type. Kofu is a barber. No, he's, what is he? Oh, is he a chef? Is he a chef? Fuck me. Oh, he is a chef. I think he is because there is because. A in the story, he, he wants to buy ingredients. Yeah, because his his trial is that you have to go to the market to win an auction for him. <laughs> I don't know why I said barber. That's strange. Because he has no hair. I, I think, to be fair, I mean, you wouldn't be... It's probably because of his um his apron. Yeah, yeah. They wear aprons. They would wear they aprons, do. right? Yeah, because like, you would think that like he has little stuff yeah see he, i'm looking it up right now he specializes in seafood cuisine um yeah because you had to his trial was interesting you had to buy a certain kind of seaweed that was extremely rare and uh it was extremely easy i just he, put the highest price every single time and i won i he's like you got to learn how to wait and know when to buy it immediately or like you know when to get right in there and buy it i just waited until the very last second to pay for it with what I thought was probably the cheapest and highest. And I got it immediately first try. Yeah. It's not like money's hard to go by. And plus he gives you the money to spend. So I just spent it all. Yeah. Yeah. He get, well, I didn't do that. <laughs> Damn Colt. He, he gave said, Fuck he, this dude. He gives you 50,000. I only had to pay 25. I had spent it all son. And he let me pocket the rest, bro. I'm just a bad dude. Nah, he, he probably uh, got really mad at me. <laughs> and on his walk back to his water city he's like fuck dude man i could have used that money but whatever <laughs> yeah he was so bad i love his hair too i should say um i that's why i was gonna say you i was like oh it kind of understandable to think he's like a maybe a barber or something because he styles his eyebrows and his beard like waves um he has a unibrow but it looks really cool <laughs> he also looks like a puppet no oh, yeah and then, uh, you re ready for the next gym leader? The f my um, my favorite gym leader. I w 
I would say he's my favorite too. <laughs> it is Larry Beast God Mode normal, normal type gym leader. He is a normal type gym leader. He's not necessarily hard to fight. He's not got strong Pokemon. It's just he's a cool character. He is a business guy that fights in a restaurant that uh you can you have to order the right food to be able to fight him. There's this very specific thing. That I just said fuck it. I'm looking up a walkthrough. I ordered it immediately <laughs> and I beat him e very easily. But it's a really cool arena where it's just him like, all right, let's get this over with because he's a businessman. Yeah, I will say I whenever it, they tell you like, oh, you have to go order this food. I wasn't even thinking about it. I, I go in there and I order um, what I thought sounded interesting and it ended up, it ended up being the right combination. <laughs> um. Dude was a lot of fun. Uh, he's actually the only person for his uh, gym leader picture. He has his he has his uh, face turned away. <laughs> you don't you only see the back of his head. Um, I, I think that's done on purpose and for fun because you can clearly tell who he is in the restaurant. But at the same time, if you just if you weren't paying attention, you you couldn't honestly pick him out. He's just a normal looking guy, but he's still unique um, yes he is because I, I don't, I don't want to kind of like bring down like i don't want to um undersell him he is really cool um very relatable <laughs> yeah he's just a fun guy there's more to him than mci we'll get to that later yeah he uh he's just he's just a tired business guy who likes eating good food <laughs> and who doesn't yeah uh, next, we have Rhyme, the ghost-type gym leader, which I really enjoyed her little setup. You had to rap battle? Yeah, it was like a, it was like a rap battle. Uh, and uh, there was a little scene during the rap battle where you could see a little grievered dancing in the background. Yep, he was popping off on a fucking speaker. And a fun thing about Rhyme is that she is actually the sister of one of the teachers at the academy. And uh, you've Can learned you guess that what her name is. Uh, what? I'm going to give them a few seconds to guess. OK, time's up. It's time. <laughs> yeah. So it's rhyme and time. They both were a uh, rap duo, I think. Uh, if you go through her story in the academy, uh, I recommend doing so. These the academy teachers proportions, very fun and very uh, good information is given there. And they were just rhyme time. Very fun. Very fun. Very fun. Yeah, Rhyme was really fun. I uh, Another cool character design. Another cool character. The first, I will say the first person who's been a ghost type, like um, gym leader or whatever, who is not your usual ghost type. Usually the ghost type people are um, mysterious, introverted, you know, very much like in themselves but she is not she is like uh energetic um popular uh outgoing it's really different i really enjoyed it <laughs> and she has a very cool hairstyle that is yeah. a skeleton arm yep yep i again love her design up next for our seventh gym is Tulip, the psychic type. She is a model, she's fashion a model. designer. Model. She's fashion a fashion. Designer. I think she's a fashion designer slash model. Yeah. 
So uh, she, I don't really have much to say about her because like she was there and gone because she was like the busy, busy type. Yeah, um, I will say, uh, I mean, her her design was interesting because she has these little wings that flutter on her dress. It kind of makes you think she's a, a fairy type, but she's not. She's psychic. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a misleading design. Um, she's hot, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But she kind of comes and go. But I think the real kind of cool thing about her was her, um, was her trial, which is you, uh, is conducted by the battle studies teacher at the school, which is Miss Dendra. Um, maybe I spoke too soon on saying I love Larry. <laughs> no, I love Larry, but I also love Dendra. Um, she's Dendra not a a gym leader. She's not a gym leader. She's um, like I said, she's a teacher. Um, you do the, her trial. You do the trial, which she leads. It's really kind of fun. Um, she's insanely hot. Yeah, yeah. I have a huge crush on crush on Dendra. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, <laughs> and Miss Ryford. I love Miss Ryford. Yeah, Ryford and Miriam the nurse. I love them. Oh, all. dude. Okay, wait a minute. I forgot about Miss Miriam. She was actually really sweet too. I like yeah. her storyline too. Every single teacher storyline is really. I can't remember his name. What is his name? The uh, the Homek, the cooking teacher guy. He's really cool too. I haven't done his stuff. Oh. I, I've only done a few teacher stuff. I've done Wrightfurt. I've done Miriam. I I enjoy Miriam. I don't think we'll have probably the chance to talk about Miriam. So I'll talk about her right now real quick. Miriam is the nurse and it's really cool because she wants to teach a health studies class, but she's had the problem of never kind of getting her, her license or whatever. And throughout the course of the story, if you go and talk to her, you know, you'll tell her, you'll, she just like, she's like, Hey, you want to sit down and just chat about your adventures and stuff. And you just talk and she gets inspired by you until eventually she gets her teaching license and she'll try to teach health science or something um next semester it's really sweet it's very nice so if we um, were ever get a scarlet and violet too she'd be a teacher for sure yeah and then also to dendra dendra i haven't finished her storyline but literally the beginning of her storyline is uh she makes a sandwich you guys will do like a you run around uh she makes a sandwich she gives it to you and she's like pretty good right and you can tell her either you can either lie to her or tell her the truth and the truth is, it sucks. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> Apparently it was really salty. And It was, yeah, it was just awful. Um, it's kind of funny. But yeah, uh, I love, sorry, I kind of went on a tangent. Uh, Dendro is what I took out of Tulips. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. All the professors, all the teachers are really cool people. I love them all. Yeah. And uh, for our final gym leader is Grusha, the ice type, the femboy in the north. <laughs> the f <laughs> yeah you know what somebody please just femboy of the north that uh, yeah it just sounds it kind of sounds like something from game of thrones kind uh, of but it's this uh, grusha is really cool gym leader uh, he's ice type so he's got his scarf that covers his mouth there was a thing going around where people said maybe he has a beard underneath it and that's what's like hiding the way he looks for some reason but it's uh it's really cool i, no, I can't he, remember his trial for some reason his trial was you you have to um get on your maridon or karidon and go down um uh a ski 
or not ski a path basically uh, while avoiding obstacles within a certain time oh it's that was kinda, really easy yeah it was really fun too i uh no grusha grusha underneath the scarf he just has a regular face he's i said regular face he's a beautiful face yeah um he, that's that's the thing too is when he was announced everybody was like oh dude that girl is so hot and it's like that's a dude i'm not gay i'm not gay and but then I, i'm glad some people double down they're like that dude's hot yeah <laughs> he like dude looks good like i mean i'm not kidding like underneath that scarf is a beautiful face he was also um he's also a snowboarder he was an athlete too and you see that within his with his competitive nature with his throwing style um is he's a he was a fun character too i really enjoyed grusha um the way he throws his balls is like he throws it with like with heat man he throws it like oh i love it i love grusha he was a he was a fun guy and he was like so fucking competitive he's like he's like don't blame me for what happens next or whatever like he's gonna beat your fucking ass yeah <laughs> like it was really funny or it was funny because i beat his ass <laughs> yeah and he he did cry and just beg you to just like please don't tell anyone please don't tell anyone <laughs> no he he kind of like uh he was like well it looks like you can back up what you have to say or whatever i can't remember he was he was kind of um he, he wasn't a bad sport but it's so funny too i forgot that after every time you beat a gym leader you have to take a selfie with them and then yeah. Grisha, you take a selfie with him and he's like what oh come on man like i don't do that immediately <laughs> like it's just a funny picture <laughs> yeah i love all these little gym leaders uh, except for well, i don't hate her it's just i'm very indifferent about katie but i love every single one else yeah agreed uh, they're really cool gyms. Um, you ready to get into the Elite Four? There's a lot here. Yeah, let's go. That's a lot. There's four of them. And then the champion, of course. What? Uh, up first in the... This is in order. These Elite Four, the Elite Four, exact order you fight them in. At least these were the order I fought them in. Uh, Scarlet, are they the same in Violet? Uh, hello? No, I'm, you can go. <laughs> are, are they the same in Violet? I was asking I you. Said you can go. They're the okay. same. <laughs> They're the same. <laughs> uh, number up, number one is uh, Rika. She is a ground type gym leader, and she is also very cool. I really love Rika. Uh, fuck, I forgot about you know. Even though I just fought her, and I remember, I've been wait. I've been so excited to fight her because, like you, like you said, she's really cool and also has a competitive spirit and has a fun throwing style um i really enjoyed her fight uh and even before the elite four starts there's like an interview segment where it's her in a room and she's asking you like questions like why should you be a champion or why should you fight the elite four or like why are you a, why are you doing trainer? this how'd you do this you know ask you all these questions kind of like reflecting on your basically your journey through this uh through this path it's really um it's really cool because she also says you know at any point you can fail this portion um yeah i i like you it was really interesting really cool and um and she kind of has this uh like i was saying she has this like really competitive where like she whenever you're talking to her she's like she's kind of laid back and kind of um easygoing and like really um 
friendly but then whenever you actually get to fighting her she's very like competitive and like she'll still keep her hands in her pockets but whenever she throws her ball um she throws it so hard she spins all the way around like a yeah. 360 <laughs> it's really funny um oh man i love her style too she's just this tall lady and uh she has a really nice style with these overalls these gloves this everything i love everything about her really really uh Simple but peak Pokemon character design. Amen. Really good. Up did you next. Have any, did you have any problems with her, by the way? No, uh, no. Uh, I will go ahead and spoil. I had no issue fighting this uh, Elite Four. I uh, did not either. I'll say I... my further thoughts, but when we get to the champion, but yeah, ground type is easy. Just throw in a nice type. Yeah, Damn. I just stomped her. I don't even. I... I think I just threw in my Lucario and killed her pretty quickly even though I, that's not a counter to ground i threw in my uh seed titan dude swept through easy yeah sorry rika then sorry. the next gym leader it's it's all takes place in one room not gym leader elite four is at once you beat one of them the uh rika calls in this next one poppy Beep. i poppy. forgot about poppy oh my god <laughs> poppy is a baby with very strong Pokemon that I also easily stomped. Poppy is a steel type gym leader. Easily beat her because Skeledurge counters everything she had. Yeah. Yeah, she she's literally uh I can't remember how old she was. She's, she's probably like five, six. Five. Uh God, she's just a tiny little kid. Also, too, really fucking competitive. Um Yeah. She is like, she immediately is like, I'm going to fucking crush you. <laughs> yeah, she's like, when can the fighting start? Yeah, I had forgotten about her. So you meet her only once. And then the next time you meet her is when you battle, uh, for me anyway, you battled her in the Elite Four. And I was like, fuck. I was like, oh my God. Okay. I was so excited. I was like, okay, let's see. Let's see what she does. Um, but then she pulls out Steel type. I'm like, oh, well, damn. Um, it's gonna be easy. <laughs> yeah, it was a very easy fight. Uh, she also too, as soon as like you beat her, she starts cr not crying, but she she's very sad. <laughs> In which it leads into my favorite character, or my favorite Elite Four, I should say. It's an old person that is Larry Beast God Mode, flying type. Yep, <laughs> he's cool. back. But he's a flying type, and something's changed. Something's different about him. He's wearing fingerless gloves. He, yep. Uh, uh, they're fingerless, they all... right? Or are they just regular gloves? They're. I think they're for regular. I think one character has fingerless gloves. They all wear like Rika has fingerless. That's right. Rika has fingerless. They all. They all basically have like something that has a symbol to show that they're part of the um Elite Four Pokemon yeah. League. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, uh, and, and to in. get him in there, it was really funny because Rika is like, "Do I have to scream to get his attention?" No, no, no. It uh, or is that the next one? That's the next one. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> which is which is funny. No, it doesn't take much to get him in there. Um, yeah, that's right. Because Larry is a very on time, crucial. Uh, he's always there on time. Yeah, it, it's so funny when he talks to. He's like. He was like, yeah, Gita had a wanted me to be part of the Elite Four, but she said I'd change up my Pokemon type, so I'm curious to see how this does. 
So he, I had a Knackley, not Knackley. Garganackle. Yeah, Garganackle easily killed him. Wasn't yeah. Hard. Yeah, he flying types weak to rock. So yeah, it was it wasn't but it was just interesting seeing him. Ah, I was so happy to see him back. I was like, damn, he's part of the Elite Four. That's so sick. <laughs> I love him. Uh, but then that's where we get into the next one. <laughs> Hassel the dragon type. He is a professor at the school. Yep. I love Hassel. This is where Rika's like, God damn it, do I have to scream to get him in here? And she <laughs> screams to get him in there because he is an aloof, fun guy. I love his story. Well, the reason why he has to, she has to scream is because Larry, for some reason, just talks in his normal voice. He's like, All right, Hassel, come on. And then <laughs> yeah. they're, they're like, Say it again. Like, Hassle. And then for some reason he gets fucking quieter. <laughs> and then Hassle's like, did, did you have to get Rika to scream again? And he's like, yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> it's really funny. I highly, if you haven't played the uh, his story, highly recommend it. He's got a very fun story. And, he, and he's the art teacher. It's yeah. very touching. Very nice. Yeah, I need to, I need to do this stuff. I, I want to go back to the classes. Um, They're because... long and a little tedious, but they're fun. They're fun, and you do take something away from them. I I got to say, my favorite was is probably history because it gives you some important information. I think it's really cool. Yeah, and the Miss Ryford's beautiful. That's the other reason. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Leave me out in the cold. Uh, Hassel was a fun dragon type. I mean, he wasn't difficult. Um, I don't. I just used whatever Pokemon I had. I just didn't really have anything that would be super effective against Dragon, I don't think. No, I'd never mind. I had Tinkaton. Killed him real quick. Yeah, I was about to say, you probably would have a good time because Tinkaton's fairy. I don't think I'd have any fairy on my team, but it didn't matter because um, my team was, was just a strong team all around. I think. Which yeah. I should mention, too. We should probably talk about after at the end of this what our final pokemon teams were yeah okay i can do that yeah and then but, this yeah. you ready for the champion yeah the strongest trainer in all of paldea champion gita also known as the weak sauce type i typed that in specifically because oh my god Dude. i killed her so fast i was so sad this is the easiest Elite Four lineup and champion in all of Pokemon ever. This It was so I, disappointing. I had no fucking problems, which, you know, I will take it over fun characters, but goddamn. <sighs> it was really disappointing. Yeah, because I... In, I mean, I didn't have any issues with Sun and Moon and or or uh, Sword and Shield. Sword Shield. But every other Pokemon game before then, I've always had a little, little toughness when it comes to X uh, and Y were so fucking difficult for me. Oh my god, it was ridiculous. But after that, it wasn't too bad. Um, no, nah, this was no. the easiest one by far. Very disappointing. I yeah. wish it was harder. But I, because the thing is, is like the entire time they're hyping this shit up, man. They're like, Champion Gita, she's the La Primera. 
like she is the strongest and even then oh my god the thing is too is like i i have a lot of favorite characters from this game gita is one of those because she's just tall she's hot i love her hair i love her design her suit i mean she's just she's a like oh my god she looks so cool and the entire time they're hyping her up and then for her introduction she says there's something there's one thing though that people say i have a bad habit of and that is that i just don't know when to hold back and i'm like <laughs> I'm yeah. like, no, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I laughed. I laughed after because I'm like, yeah, you really don't know how to hold back. Um, That's not true. <laughs> you, because you kick her ass, dude. You sweep the floor with her. The thing is, too, <laughs> is that she doesn't have weak, per se, poke. Well, there's some Pokemon on our team that are like, okay, maybe you should swap these out. But there's like one of them is like the way the way they had her um her scripted with her team is like there's uh uh i think it's um it's what the, that? it's evolution of bisharp um king king gambit or whatever he yes. has that, he has that ability where the more um of the pokemon that like die the more power he gets the thing is is that she uses him like third so that means that after you defeat two Pokemon, he has like a two times power boost, which doesn't make any sense because if you save him for last, he'll have a five times power boost, yep. which, means, which makes him really strong, which will make him really strong. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, And she ends with the uh, what is that bulb Pokemon? Oh, uh, is he second evolution. It's a it's the evolution of Glimit. It's like Glamera, I think. Yeah, she uses that last where it throws out like poison spikes. Poison spikes, which doesn't make any sense because if you, you start, should throw that out at the first, the first, if you throw out that first, that means every time it gets hit, it's gonna throw out po poison spikes. And so every time any of the um any of your Pokemon come in or swap out, they'll get poisoned. And it's just like it who like they should have. I don't know why they scripted her like this. It doesn't make any sense extremely disappointing elite four if you ask me yeah but the story wise i really enjoyed it i like the characters it was a fun time i would yeah it, it was still very fun a lot of good character designs a lot of good character dialogue and moments it, it, it was it was fun it was fun overall i would say yeah but yeah i think that's the victory road pursuit i that's the first storyline done no, it's not. Yeah, because one more fight. <laughs> because you have to fight Nimona. Yeah, after you beat the champion. Because after you beat the champion, you're now a classified as a champion trainer, champion rank trainer. Yeah, yeah. Now you can fight her fully with her full strength, strengthened up team. I didn't necessarily have a hard time, but she was definitely one of the harder in-game fights for me. She was a lot harder probably than anybody i had fought in the victory way road. harder than elite four yeah way she, harder. so she definitely has some power to her and that's what i appreciate about her and the end of this storyline at least because then it like okay at least at the very end like not only she's supported but they keep saying like you know she finally has a rival to rival her somebody to rival her in power and i'm like okay and then she you know she's not she's not bad or anything so i'm like okay like that's is pretty solid you know and um and the way they too is that you have a fight in the middle of the um mezagoza square right in front of the school um basically is where it always you're... there 
Because uh, like she had a choice, uh, like you could do it at behind yeah, the house there uh, or whatever. She has three I choices. Just that spot. It's always there. It's always okay. in front of the school. I'm pretty sure because I chose the other one where it was like in her backyard, but she said nah. So no, I assume okay. it's it's there. Um, but yeah, so you fight her in front of there, and it's like this really good cinematic where she's walking around. They, I mean, they really well done with like her um with kind of her um her i guess swagger or the the atmosphere of the situation because it's like there she's like walking around and you're like you're kind of tense ready for a battle and she's like look at all these people look at you know blah 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 like all this like look at where we started like here we are now ready to fight and it's just like let's fucking get into it and it's i mean it's pretty cool and there's a nice uh, sh- her battle theme here is really good. You can hear a normal battle theme, but it's that but amped up a lot more. It's yeah. very good. Oh yeah, it's really good. Uh, oh, and then afterwards, you know, when you beat her, there's this kind of this moment, this kind of fake out where she's like, she's like has her face covered with her arm, and it's like thinking like, oh shit, like everybody's You're crying. Ooh, eh. yeah, yeah, everybody was like, oh, like really just holding their breath, and then she's like. It's this meme. I've seen it memed now where she just starts fucking laughing and she's like, <laughs> Pokemon battling. Am I right? It's really Let's go good. Again. Yeah, no, there's. So that meme specifically is because everybody like whenever people, you know, get fucked up in a Pokemon battle, they're just like <laughs> just manic laughing. But then afterwards, she's like. Let's go for round two. And then it's just this really funny moment where she's looking at like, what Pokemon should I pull out next? It's I best rival. Yeah, I love her. She's great. Any hate for Nimona? Not allowed. Slander. You're fired. Get out. Yeah. Yeah, that's now that's the end of the Victory Road Pursuit. And uh, she is saved for a later storyline. And uh, I think it's time for you to take over for the Path of Legends. All right. Did we want to stop it right here? I was thinking we could get this one and then stop. Okay, sure. Yeah. We're not editing that out. So listen to that. Yeah, listen to that. All right. Path of Legends. Uh, This is a storyline where you get to help out Arvin. He is um, your uh, fellow student, classmate. Um, and this is where you defeat the five Titan Pokemon. Um, they're these big ass Pokemon. You have to run around across the map to find they're in different areas. And, um, the whole reason is that you're following, um, the contents basically of this book that he carries around for my story. It was called the violet book where it details certain things, certain mysteries about, these Titan Pokemon about Area Zero and this facility, um, the Herba Mystica, which is something that the Titan Pokemon are guarding and that they eat, which what gives them their big size. And um, and he specifically is looking for these because he's kind of he's a really good cook. He makes really good sandwiches. And um, you're thinking like, OK, like, is that all to him? He, you know. Um, and he's also the first person you meet, the one who kind of hands off giving you either Maridon or Karidon. And um, yeah, you uh, there's a specific reason why he's looking for the Herba Mystica. I'll tell you at the end, because it's really like, it's not what you expect. It wasn't what I was expecting. Um, this is probably, I would say, my favorite storyline. 
Yeah, uh, it's really good. It's hard to pick like a favorite storyline of this one and Starfall because I liked them both. I liked them all. Uh, I, I just think for me personally, this is probably my number one. That's fair. It's a good story. It's a yeah. I like. What would you say? No, we'll hold it. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah. And you have to. I I well, you don't have to, but it's honestly recommended to do this and to do it first. This storyline, by the way. Oh um, yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna get into why a little bit, but here, here, uh, here's a quick list. So number one, the first Titan you fight is the Stony Cliff Titan. This is Cloth. He's one of the new Pokemon for this generation. He's uh. He's a he's a big old crab, really cool design. Um, he's based off of a of an actual real life crab. I think it's the oh gosh, big ass crab. Yeah, big ass crab. Uh, cloth. Hold on. Sorry, I this probably... cloth is massive. All of these Pokemon are massive because they are titans. Uh, but this one's just chilling on the side of the wall in the rocky area. Yeah, cloth naturally is massive. Um, yeah, he's based off of the horsehair crap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Anyway, I, Cloth was one of my, uh, was one of the Pokemon revealed through trailers. Um, I like his design. Uh, number two is the Open Sky Titan Pokemon, uh, Bombardier. It is, um, oh God, what's the, my God, man. What's a pelican bird? No, No, it's not a pelican. It's a stork. Stork, there it is, that delivers because the babies. I, that delivers the babies. But the difference with this one is that it's a stork that delivers bombs. Yeah. <laughs> it either, because literally whenever you're going to go fight this Pokemon, you have to dodge giant fucking boulders falling from the sky because it's so big. Yeah. Um, and it's trying to kill people. One thing I am disappointed about Bombardier is that there's not like a second evolution or like a first evolution. I'm a little disappointed it's a single Pokemon. It's a one-off. I know. It, it's kind of it's weird. Um, a lot of one-offs for this generation, but a lot of bird and dog love, I would say. And I well, hold on. I don't think dog love should ever be a, a, combined like that. Why not? But <laughs> I, <laughs> I love the dog Pokemon in this game. They're all great. Yeah, dog love, man. It's just <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? What do you have against dog love? Nothing. No, a lot, but not that. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, the lurking steel titan Pokemon, Arthworm. Um, Arthworm. I know. I say Arthworm. Oh, okay. Orth. Arthworm. It's just this really. Um, it looks like a. It, it's um. It looks like a cyberpunk bird. A uh, worm, basically. Yeah, it's but a steel silly. worm. It's a it's a simple cyberpunk looking robot worm. I say cyberpunk robot worm. It's really it's a really also fun design, and it has tiny legs that it will poke out of its body sometimes. Yeah, it's a very cute Pokemon. Also, a little sad. It's a one off as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I it, it's it's also a big. It's also a pretty big Pokemon. So oh yeah, naturally, I should say naturally. All of these Pokemon are gigantic. Yeah. Um, these titan ones but anyway quaking earth titan scarlet it's great tusk violet it's iron treads um great tusk is a uh, great tusk and iron treads are past and future respectively versions of dawn fan um 
I, they both look really cool. Personally, I like Great Tusk more, but they both look really cool. I was going to say, I like Great Tusk more. Iron Treads is cool, but I think Great Tusk looks cooler because it's basically another giant mammoth. Um, and I love mammoth. Mammoths. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, really cool. Really cool stuff. Uh, then the finally last one is the False Dragon Titan Pokemon, which is Don Dozo and Tatsugiri. Um, this was really fun too. Um, their Dondozo is a big old catfish, and Tatsugiri is a sushi. Yeah, it's just a little fish that sits on top of a single kernel of rice. Grain, grain, single not grain kernel, of that's rice. Corn. Yeah, that's corn. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, Tatsugiri was interesting because it's a straight up dragon type. Yeah, too. and the fun thing about their combo is. In the game, uh, you can actually have them both on your team if you're doing like a double battle where Don Dozo eats the Tatsugiri and it buffs it insane by insane amounts. Yeah, um, they they both um, they work together. They're like a, a relationship, basically, kind of Pokemon. Yeah, which um, is very rare. I don't. I can't think of another Pokemon that I bet there is, but I can't remember off the top of my head. That works like Pokemon. that. I yeah. don't, I can't remember off the top I of mean, my head. I mean, technically, Zekrom, you uh, have Reshiram and uh, Ice One, I can't remember its name. Yeah, you have some story, you have some story stuff where Pokemon will be talked about being in relationships, but I think actually seeing it in action is different. Yeah, or the first time. Yeah, but um, but anyway, um, at the very end of this, uh, after each Titan, you get a different Herba Mystica. Um, slowly but surely, you get revealed why. So you find out that Arvin has been um wanting this Herba Mystica to heal his partner Pokemon Mabostiff, and Mabostiff is one of the new dogs of this generation. He has two forms. He has his first. Uh, form and then he evolves into Mabostiv, which is, you know, um, I think it's like the it's like a like a it's supposed to be based off of a mob boss, but he's like yeah. a big old big old dark type. Um, oh gosh, what kind of dog is that? Um, oh my god, a bulldog? No, not a bulldog. It's a it's more like a Saint Bernard. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. or no, no, no. Um, oh god, Cujo? Maybe it's it's one of it's those. It's not big, called Cujo, but the it's dog not called is. Cujo, but the it's it's just one of those big dogs, that type of style. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and it's really whenever he reveals this, it's really sad because he he's kind of um he's not an easy guy, I guess, to get along with. But over the course of the um of the journey, you know, he gets more um he opens up more, he becomes um more nicer to you like even calling you little buddy uh <laughs> like it's it's really he's a really neat character as he develops and as he shows that like you know he's been doing this because his mabostiv got hurt um by a pokemon and he just could nothing could heal the poor guy and he's just trying to help his dog i mean literally um, and this whole time, Maridon or Karidon is just stealing these sandwiches from this old and pain dog. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like Arvin gets so pissed off at Maridon, Karidon. You find out why later, actually, but he's just so mean to them. But he does, after a little bit, um, 
after the first two encounters, he will make a separate sandwich for for them, um, which is you know sweet. And um, and after you defeat the five titans and get the Herba Mystica, Mabostiv gets back to full health. Um, oh gosh, it's so it's so hard, it's so sweet. I that's why I love this too. Obviously, I'm a huge you know um, sweet spot for dogs. Um, We're dog heads. We're uh, oh. say it, say it, say what? I don't know. Dog lovers. Oh, he said it. Yeah. Said it. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, we like. I mean, um, companions, pets. You know. I mean, it, it's. You know it, the concept it, of having an animal as like a friend. Yeah, I mean, Mabostiv too. You find out over the course of the story, the professor, respectively, for whichever game, um, is uh, Arvin's for Scarlet. It's mother for Violet. It's dad. Um, they don't. They have a very estranged relationship, and Mabostiv was kind of his only friend. Um, was kind of there. It was just the two of them living together, and it's like now his friends hurt and. He's willing to do whatever it takes to to help him. It's really it's a really sweet story. And I I it's like as soon as this gets revealed, it's like it changes everything about Arvin and about this um and about this path and why you're doing it too. Yeah, because he's had a rough childhood. His apparently his mom or dad is just a terrible parent. That's what we think so far. That's what we think. Um it's definitely not a it's definitely not a good relationship and um uh you find out more later we'll talk about it more later but um yeah yeah and then actually over the course of the game too um whenever you're fighting these titans he actually gets his own pokemon and at first he says um he's not good at pokemon battling but then at the very end Mabostiv is like he wants to fight and arvin's like would you would you want to fight us and so you fight and um all the pokemon that he got are fully leveled up they're about level 60 uh, for me at the time, it was pretty difficult. I did not expect going into a level 60 uh, full team battle with him. Uh, it really caught me off guard. I It was pretty cool, though. Yeah, she, uh, he was of actually not the easiest fight. Uh, I would argue harder than Nimona. He was harder than Nimona. I absolutely agree. <laughs> he was harder. Um, it was really surprising but really cool yeah i really enjoyed his story great little little emotional path yeah but uh um, yeah, yeah i guess that's path of legends that's path of legends it's really it's actually fairly quick and also too the more you feed herba mystica to mariah crydon the more abilities they unlock um and those abilities are needed for traversal I mean, um, specifically, Which, uh, what? Another thing about the Herba Mystica is if you haven't noticed yet, it's called Herba Mystica, which starts with H and M. And every time you feed Mariah on a crowd on a sandwich, they learn new abilities like flying, climbing, surfing. And this is just them replacing HMs. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I, I didn't notice that, but that's a good catch. Um, I didn't think about that. But um, yeah, and that's important for traversal. It it just makes things easier and more convenient for you. Um, that's why I recommend doing Path of Legends first. Personally. Yes. 
and you get to get a little lay of the land because they're all over the place. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it for Path of Legends. Um, we'll cut mm-hmm. it off right here. Um, so if you're listening to this, Tanner, uh, we're about to go into part two. So uh, we'll be back. Yeah. Beep, beep. Welcome back. We're gonna hit you with the rest of the story now. I imagine we won't. This will probably be the second and final part. I don't imagine we'll go that much longer. I mean, we'll go longer, but that much longer. Yeah, I don't think so. The third and final part, or not final, the third part of the story is called the Starfall Street story. It follows you going around to the different Team Star camps with a guy named Clive that is not related to Director Clevel in any way and just a random weird girl named Penny. Yeah, I should mention Clive has not been shown in anything. So when he pops up, it's like, whoa, this is a fucking crazy character. Like, who is this guy? He's just a random student that just joins you on this shit. And it's just like, man. And now that I think about it, I, th- I forgot to mention earlier when we talked, did, we didn't really talk about the school, but the school here, it's anyone can attend. It's not kids. It's not just kids. It's anyone that wants to there's like old men students old lady students yeah it's weird i i was telling colt this because i was like i was like you know i keep fighting these fucking students but i don't believe they're students because they're just some old ass bitches but then colt was like i think it's a school for everybody i was like that's stupid (laughs) well i mean it's not it's kind of a it's kind of a neat idea where it's like okay if anybody wants to you know start their education or you know, continue it or pursue it or whatever. It doesn't matter how old you have to be. You can, you know, you're always able to, you always have the capacity to learn and to, um, to go to school, you know, it doesn't matter what age. So yeah. Um, still though, Clive though, crazy fucking character. Yeah. Very weird guy. Very weird guy. Pompadour. Uh, pretty cool, I guess. Um, very hip and current. With the very hip and current, yeah. Even though nobody fucking wears it, <laughs> yeah, nobody else. Uh, yeah, and that Penny girl. I mean, you meet her a little bit in the beginning, but she's just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, who is this? Who is this awkward uh, loser kid? nerd? Exactly. Just a dumb kid, if you ask me. Yeah. And defeating the camp reveals a tidbit of what happened in the past. What made these kids drop out of school and go down this wicked path of Satanism. Yep. I don't remember writing that, but I did. <laughs> I Okay. <laughs> it sounds like you were possessed by a, a demon. Um, Yeah, I mean, no, it's satanic. Um, stars. Oh, um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. They, they even say, um, oh, God, what's the what's their... Saying uh, hasta la vista. Hasta la vista. Yeah, yeah. That's how they say goodbye or something. Um, yeah, they spell a pentagram in the air. Oh my god. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Well, it's not really. It's a star. Yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I am right. <laughs> Got uh, right. Every team star leader has their own river room custom to their typing. And I, I thought it was really interesting because these rev rooms are not like the typical rev rooms that you encounter. They're a massive float things. Yeah, they're like a custom like vehicle. 
like a float, like like Colt said, a float, like in a parade, but they're much larger than your regular Reva room. It's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, whenever we first saw the storylines get announced, Pat from the AYCH uh, said, "Yeah, that's definitely a Pokemon," and it was. It definitely was a Pokemon. Yeah, Pat pointed out he was like he was like um you know the um the exhaust or whatever on the front engine it has a tongue it has a mouth and it's like that's a completely unique new pokemon and we were all like yeah that looks to be that case and so pat you called it you're right good job patrick uh we'll get you more treats for uh as an award Mm -hmm. it's like for cats cat treats and stuff not human but cat treats and not dog no 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 those are too good sometimes dog treats taste like normal human food yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Pat's, Pat, Pat's good, but not that good. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, I'm going to hit you with the details of the who the leaders are. There's five in total, and you can fight them any order, even though technically there are some that are really strong, and they're saying, maybe you want to go fight these lower-level ones before you fight this one. Yeah. Uh, first up, we got Giacomo, which is a dark type. He is like... A computer nerd guy, designer, I think. No, he's not he, the one that made the suits. Who made this? So it's someone else, right? No, somebody else made the suits. He he makes the music. <laughs> yes, he's the music guy, always on his laptop, looking like a nerd. Uh, <laughs> I don't really have anything to say about him. I thought he was a guy. Uh, I mean, I I think he's. Uh, I think he looks kind of fun. Um, I I do think it's funny because he looks kind of like kind of like snye or whatever you know kind of sn- like he has that kind of like um that 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 grin or whatever that kind of makes him like okay yeah this is definitely a villain but no i mean he's a nice guy yeah he's, I mean, he's a nice guy all these people are, all these people are really nice um yeah it's just a sad story yeah uh you ready to hit with the next leader yeah i think she's like the first person we yeah. we got revealed it's Mela, the fire type uh, team star leader. She is a very cool design. I love her design. She has these really <laughs> huge red boots with like flames off the side of them. But they're so big. She has to basically uh, goose step. Yeah, it's pretty much the boots that SpongeBob wears in that one episode that get deep fried. Exactly like that, if you ask me. I I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that. Google episode. SpongeBob deep fried boots. You'll see them, and there's the ones that are squeaking all the time. Oh, never mind. I remember. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, remember? it's the one where uh, Mr. Krabs ate eats them, right? Yeah, he fries them and eats them up. Oh yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yep. Cody's yeah, sending tra- some crazy shit. Right I'm now. trying to think. What was what was her role? Did she was she the one that made the costumes? I think so, because she is the one that uh, has all the wild looks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. But, you know, and again, um, I mean, she's like a, like the fire typing really reflects her too, because she's very fierce, very passionate. At the same time, she's like, you know, also passionate about her design and stuff. It's really, it's really nice. Very good. Very nice. Yep. Um, Next is the weird kid. Atticus, the poison <laughs> <Weird>. type. <laughs> this is the guy that Naruto runs to lunch at full speed when the bell rings. 
but he was a cool guy. He was also a cool guy. He just spoke like a, um, oh gosh, he he spoke very like, uh, old like, not old English, but like like very formal kind of um, yeah. And I can see why he was bullied. Uh, Jesus easily. Christ, <laughs> he's a Sound nice kid. <laughs> yeah, he deserves it. <laughs> also too he he's like hidden most of the time i like his design as well he's just covered up in like um all these like purples and greens and stuff and then whenever yeah, yeah. you do see his face he he's just um regular looking guy um yeah he got that drip though he got that drip yep uh number four on our list is ortega the fairy type he's a little shit with a lot of money yeah I summed him up real quick. That was real easy. He's a very <laughs> angry little kid that uh, cries like a baby when you beat him. Also, yeah, yeah, that's him. I don't have anything to say about him. No, I just didn't no, care for him. No, he's not. He's not bad or anything. It's uh, I will say he's very like, um, he's very confident. He's the one that kind of funds everything. Um, yeah. but he he you know he does it because he wants to. Um. Yeah, he's the money, basically. Yeah, he's the money. Like, I don't think these kids would be friends with him if he didn't have the money, but that's just me. I don't know about that. They're uh, all... He deserves the bullying. Jesus Christ. Eat the rich, okay? <laughs> the fifth and final Team Star leader here is Aerie, the fighting type. She is a wrestler... With uh, like very cool face paint, wrestling attire, and she's the tallest uh, of the group. She's very, uh, very kind. Like, <laughs> she's really kind. She has a friend in the Team Star group that was so uh, concerned about her that she was like really. I think she was crying by the end of her little story. Yeah, it was. Like, she's like, was... don't look at me. Oh, I don't know. I I think uh but no her friend um she's actually on her team uh for her base is uh she was actually a, one of the bullies who bullied the shit out of Aerie but then eventually that bully got bullied by other bullies and Aerie didn't held didn't hold anything against her she took her in and basically and like became her friend so it was like it was like damn <laughs> um yeah she she's uh she was like part of the wrestling team for the school um, and like Colt said, she has like your standard, like, re like not standard. Uh, she has your like exaggerated, you know, wrestling attire, um, costume. Basically, she has face paint. She looks really cool. And she's like Colt said, really tall. I mean, she looks like your um, <laughs> like your uh, tall girl that you went to uh, high school with or whatever. Yeah, she's a cool character. I really enjoy her. She even has the like wrestler, wrestler, uh, I think heel personality. I think that I'm using that term correctly. Tanner's not here to tell me I'm wrong or right. No, no, she has, she has, the, she definitely has that heel personality. Um, I think. Um, yeah, uh, sweet kid. Yeah, all these kids are uh, they're really nice because it, it turns out they're bullied. And uh, since they got bullied so bad, they said, fuck it, I'm not going to school anymore. 
Yeah, so the entire time you were there, you kind of, like Colt said, you kind of unravel their story. Every time you beat them, you get more pieces of their past. They they talk about how they were basically, um, they were they were bullied so much, but they decided to defend themselves. They didn't even really do anything. They, I think they just kind of threatened the bully saying, you know. I'll kill you. <laughs> well, they were like, we're going to, you know, Pokemon battle you or whatever. And the bullies never ended up actually confronting them and neither did they. The bullies got threatened. So they, they felt so threatened that the bullies ended up dropping out. And because they dropped out, they assumed that Team Star was like, oh, shit, like they're the bullies. They're the villains. And yeah. that's kind of and they were like, well, shit, I guess we just got to be that. So they kind of just stopped going to school and stuck to their bases. Um and and I should mention too the important aspect of this is that this all starts off with this unknown character contacting you called Cassiopeia. Um, they're the ones that orchestrated this. They want you to go to these bases, defeat the bosses. They, you know, they're the ones giving you this information, telling you about the code and everything that they go by the Team Star code, and um, they're the ones that have their supply unit run up, which is Penny. Actually, uh, she gives you. Uh, some supplies for making more um, technical machines and uh, basically um, contacting you just through your phone. You never really get an image of them or anything. Um, but after every battle, they kind of give little hints like, okay, they know these people because they know them by, you know, the way they refer to them. They refer to them in a very nostalgic and friendly manner. Um and they're very specific about how you do this. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of obvious about their um, involvement with this operation. I should just mention that because I completely forgot about Cassiopeia. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> also, should mention too, St Team Storm actually has never met Cassiopeia, nor do they know what they look like. That's just something that's important, too, is that um, after everything that happened, Cassiopeia wanted to disband Team Star. They didn't. And Cassiopeia kind of just um, ghosted them with the intent that maybe, you know, if they ghost them and say goodbye, part ways, they'll give it up and go back to school. That never happened. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting story, if you ask me. And after beating the final Team Star leader, uh, the big boss of the Team Star, uh, Cassiopeia, wants to meet you for a final battle. But before you fight them at the schoolyard, because that's where they invited you to fight, you have to fight Clive. And the crazy thing about Clive is, wait... Wait, it's director Clavel the entire time. Holy fucking shit. <gasps> this is probably the biggest fucking reveal of the game. Biggest reveal spoil... of this generation. I didn't get spoiled for any of this. So when this happened, I did not expect it. I literally put down my switch because I was playing in handheld mode. I was like, I literally had my hand up to my head. I was like, what the fuck, dude? I immediately started thrashing. I smashed everything in the five. I had so radius. many emotions, so many meter. things to say. I wish they had more dialogue options so I could talk to Cla I mean, Clavel. I just want to know how he did it. He looked, I thought he was a student the whole time. 
I never suspected him of being Clavel, even though there was dialogue options that said Clavel. <laughs> yeah, obviously we're doing a bit. We knew it was Clavel. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty obvious. There's a dialogue options too. Like no matter what though, you're like, you say director Clavel and he never breaks character. I have to give it to him for that. And then at the very end too, whenever he reveals himself, there's another dialogue option where he's like, I bet you didn't realize it was me. And then you could say, I knew the entire time. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's really it's like, funny. It's really funny. You can actually do a thing. I didn't realize over the course of the story, you can occasionally talk to Clavel if you're doing your studies at the school where he'll ask you certain questions where he'll be like, hey, what do you think of certain popular hairstyles of today? And if you say uh, a pompadour, that's where he gets his inspiration for wearing a fucking pompadour is he'll he ought, he'll always wear a pompadour. But if you play the story right, he'll assume or it'll be because you said a pompadour is the style. So he'll, um, he'll choose a pompadour. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a fun, really fun bit. <laughs> it's a fun bit. It's and really, D is. director Clavel has been following you around this entire time. Cause he's a good teacher or a good principal. Cause he wants to figure out what's going on at the school and the bullies and like what happened to these kids to make them leave. He's a yeah, genuine he caring guy. Yeah, he's very genuine. He just wants to understand the situation, basically, because he had put out this this ultimatum where um, if Team Star doesn't disband and start coming to school, he'll um, he'll expel them or whatever. But then whenever he like he but over the course of the time, he asks them questions. He takes them aside to talk to them. He wants to know he, he genuinely wants to know what's going on. Um, very nice character, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh funny thing about Clavel, for me personally, he was the hardest fight in the entire game. I almost lost to director Clavel. Okay. I don't know what the hell happened. I will say Clavel, for me personally, he was my third hardest fight. Dude was tough. I will give it to him. He was difficult. Like um, he was the warm up for the final boss, which was nothing. Stomped him. Yeah. He was the real challenge here it was so funny too because director clavel was like look this cassiopeia guy whoever he is um he seems like he's really tough so i gotta make sure that you're tough enough to fight him because he also he he says that like oh i'm cassiopeia you know he very plays it off like oh yeah i've been doing it with a voice recorder that's not true he just wanted to make sure that you're ready to fight them whoever they are um dude was tough <laughs> yes and it shows um, yeah, but I think he overprepared <laughs> for that. Yeah, he did. Uh, if you ever see an old man in the streets, do not try to fight him because they are. Why would you ever do that? Why would you I, ever do that? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't don't try to fight old people. They're strong. After beating Clavel, uh, he allows you to meet with the big boss. And uh, surprise, surprise! What the fuck? Another twist? It's Penny. Penny has been the boss all time talking to you. And every time she's like, I'm sending a friend to help you or give you these supplies to get HMs from the machines. It's her. She's yeah. Been it's following her. you. Oh my God. I mean, yeah, you could make a guess. Yeah, um, it was pretty obvious. <laughs> it's pretty obvious that it was her the entire time. Um, that's my opinion. Yeah, it, it uh, was obvious. I mean, less obvious than obvious than Clavel being Clive. But, oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, with the story and with her being mysterious, it's like, OK, it's very obviously her. 
Um, also, too, she's wearing a fucking Eevee backpack the entire time. Yeah. So you can also make an educated guess about what her team is. Yep, that's right. Her entire team was Eeveelutions. Uh, nothing but Eeveelutions. I will say I killed every single one really quickly <laughs> and just stomped on them right in front of her. as She was screaming for me to stop. <laughs> I, dude not difficult at all i um literally every time i killed a poke one of her evs i was like damn that's tough bro <laughs> yeah as soon as i killed him i was like all right uh i have a pokemon Next. that can easily counter that swap swap yeah swap. it was just me swapping until it was me swapping because it's like she has a leafeon a umbreon a sylveon sylveon jolteon jolteon that's it i think and a vaporeon Vaporeon, yeah, yeah. Easily, easy counters. Killed them all with ease. But yeah. the best part about her battle is her battle music. I love her battle music. It's so good. Her it's, battle music was insane. <laughs> I highly recommend. If you don't know her battle music, look it up right now. Her it battle was, music's real it good. It did not fit the vibe, in my opinion. <laughs> like, will, knowing her character type, it does fit. It Because like, people fit. like her listen to that kind of music. I know. It's just kind of funny how fucking easy it was to kill her. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fit the fighting situation. Uh, yeah. it, I will say it was funny whenever she um she does her little battle intro, whenever she does a little smirk, like, oh yeah, this bitch is really going to get me, huh? <laughs> like, And I was expecting something hard after Clavel. I was like, damn, this is going to be hard. Let's do it. Me nah. too. Me nah. too. I was because I was... I did not expect her whole personality is based off of evolutions. And um, the thing is, too, is like she has, I want to say, uh, so she has dark fire and fairy in her evolutions, which is based off of um, her friends typings. But, you know, there's no fighting poison or, or uh, yeah, there's no fighting or poison EVs. Which I think that's a missed opportunity for them to include new evolutions. So she yeah, can... I was really disappointed they didn't add another evolution this gen. It's been I... when it's been X and weird. Y was the last one. Sylveon, dude, like easily Sun, Moon, Sword, and Shield. Three evolutions, one per each one. You could easily fill those. Like it would have been, it would have made so much sense for her to have Fire, Poison, Fairy, Fighting, and Dark. Like that's her lineup, and then her sixth one would be whatever is you know her personal favorite or whatever fits her personality or something i don't know it, like that me personally would have made more sense or it could have just been a buff as shit eevee buff as shit eevee yeah that too um it could have been a shiny eevee i don't know I missed like, a chance with her team if you ask me absolutely missed a chance dude a lot of missed opportunities in this fucking game sorry yeah it, it was <laughs> There's a whole lot of, like, I enjoy the story and character types, but when it comes to the actual gameplay, it's like, dang, I would have preferred something else. Yeah. And, oh, you know, and the thing is, too, is if she did have, like, a buff Eevee, if they had a gimmick, like, terrestrialization or whatever, they could easily put that into that as well so like you can easily even though this is a tiny little eevee it's like if it has all these buffs and stuff i mean you can make it at least fairly enjoyable fairly difficult i don't know 
Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't really memorable. I don't know. A memorable in the sense of I remembered how easy it was to stomp them and how good the music was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 That's the end of the Starfall Street story. Uh, maybe maybe we should talk about how it actually ends, though. Like after you fight her. Um, do you remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. After you defeat her, the uh, Covell's like, I'm so sorry. Y'all can come back to school. Please come back, my little precious children. So all the kids are pretty much saying, that, yeah, we're going to go back to school. We are dumb as shit. We don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really funny moment because um, you. Uh, so I should mention, too, whenever you fight Clavel, Miss uh, Time comes out and just chews the shit out of Clavel. And Clavel's like, wait, stop, please. No. Um, and then also, too, after this, you know, all Team Star comes out and they're all like, holy shit. Like they're walking around. It's like another cinematic moment. Where they're like, so this is our, you know, leader. Like they've never met Penny or Cassiopeia, so they're like, like, hey, like you know, we have nothing against you or anything. And they, and I will say the one thing I remember about Gian Como, his character is at the very end. Whenever you get done with battling him, I think Clavel asks like, what's your treasure or whatever, and Gian Como says, well, Team Star, my friends, that's my treasure. And that's where I'm like, okay, Starfall Street with kind of its its lackluster kind of, you know, contents to it. I will say I kind of enjoy the part where they're all like, Team Star is my treasure. Like, you know, for my treasure hunt, like my friends, that's my treasure. I love that. And I love how you have these characters that look like villains. They're not. They're all a bunch of friends. They're all a bunch of goofy kids. Um, <laughs> and at the very end, they're they do their little hasta la vista, you know, and also Clavel chews them out. He's like, he's like, what the fuck? Um, but then he says, here's the thing. Team star bases, you can keep them. We'll set them up as some kind of like training. Yeah. Camps or something. It's, it's kind of a neat idea. And then and then also to Penny reveals that she also was able to give you LP because she hacked in the Pokemon League's money system and was giving it to us so and then clavel's like what the fuck that's going out of my paycheck you stupid shit He's why like, would you do that, this that goes over me what the fuck so he, they had to get in gita and then gita was like was like hmm that's i'll have impressive. you hanged for this <laughs> no they have her they have her work for them basically to fix their system and also like do stuff for them so basically like not really punishing them but at the same time because you know they're kids and i like i you know you kind of i think it's a nice little ending especially for the what happened i mean you have these characters who are very understanding and so i think it comes to a nice conclusion in my opinion yeah it's a nice little little conclusion and the fun thing about the stories is that every time you complete uh, one of the three stories, they, the Nimona, Arvin, and Mo, uh, not Mabostif, Penny, are. I wish. Say, yeah, just Mabostif says, if you need me, just call me. They all say, like, just if you need something, hit us up. We're always there for you. You're our friends forever. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, you need them all for the final bit of story. Because in the Arvin storyline, we didn't really cover it that much. Well, yeah. 
uh, because it would spoil a little bit of the fun. Uh, yep. Is that in Orvin storyline, when you go to pick up the book, depending on whatever version you're in, the, uh, the professor is on the screen saying, please come down to area zero, but please make sure you're prepared enough and have a strong enough team to come down here with you. And uh, to complete that storyline, you need to be all three storylines to get Arvin, uh, Nimona, and Penny to help you down there. It's very yeah. nice. Yeah, because Arvin mentions, he's like, you know, he's like, he's like, you know, we're both good at what we do, but we're probably going to need somebody who's a really good trainer probably somebody who's he's like probably somebody who's champion rank and then we're gonna need somebody who's a good hacker good with computers and it's very obvious nomona and penny because yep. the, because penny is you know yeah so um yeah it's really cool um another so we get so i guess we should go into this story then yeah yeah this is the zero gate story this is what it's called the zero gate because it's a gate that's pretty cool. This is it. The climax. All the work, hard work's been building up to. After completing the three main storylines, you have three rivals slash friends to take into Area Zero to help Professor Sada or Toro. After the professor requested their son to meet them down at Area Zero. Like I said, Area Zero is filled with Paradox Pokemon from the past for Scarlet and Pokemon from the future for Violet. Yep. Um, should also mention too, whenever um, you do get to the zero gate, you know, you have to have Karai or Maridon fly down there. It's another really good cinematic moment where I think they could have used uh, voice, voice acting. actors. Yeah. You know, uh, all, and the thing is too, is I didn't realize how big the, the, uh, the legendary Pokemon were because I was thinking is like, there's no goddamn way all four of us are going to fucking fit on this fucker. I mean, technically not all four did at first. I know. <laughs> I thought one of us was going to die. I, I thought that too, <laughs> but no, we, we all fit. Um, because, uh, Arvin gets on Nimona gets behind Arvin and then Penny gets on the back and they're all just kind of chill, but because they're so heavy, it pushes Mariah cried onto the edge until finally, get pushed off and then you your character grabs onto arvin's hand it's a really cool moment um it, it's like all these four friends going on a, into the great not the great unknown but going into an unknown place um and uh arvin throws you on in the very front because this is your it's Pokemon yours yeah, yeah you're the leader of the group yeah it's really cool and um and on your way, and once you get down there, you're greeted with, in my opinion, the best music from the entire game. Good ass music, dude. So fucking good. I don't think Toby Fox did it, but someone did it. And whoever did it put their whole bussy into it. Because, oh my God, it's so good. Like, I love it so much. And then there's the final boss stuff music. That's so good, I guess. Ooh. It's fantastic. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, and on your way through this area zero, you can talk to all three of them. They're having like interactions with each other, which is very nice because throughout the storyline, they don't really interact with each other. So this is the part where they're interacting with each other. This is the first time you get you get even more of their backstories, which may, like it's so good. Um, it's also really funny. Um, but I should mention, too. Missed opportunity voice actors for the yep. love of god they should have had fucking voice actors because let me tell you i did not like the subtitles they had they were white and they were small 
I nope. I played it on my TV and I could barely see them. And this and area, sometimes I didn't realize they were talking. Me too. I did not realize they were talking because they don't speak. So literally I'll be walking and then I'll see, oh shit, they're having a conversation right now. What are they talking about? And it's so annoying. And the thing is too, is that area zero, it's not necessarily bright, but there's this white tint to it. That's yeah. kind of shiny. It makes it hard to read the subtitles too. Yeah. They just need to have voice acting for moments like that. And I liked that moment. It was a beautiful moment. Just give me the voices. Please. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a really fun kind of um, experience going down there. There's a really cool, there's a really funny moment, too, where they're talking about their parents. It's revealed that Nabona's father apparently is the one that owns the Rotom phone company, which they kind of get into like, oh, well, shit, like Nabona's kind of a rich kid, too. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Arvin talks about his past. He talks about how his dad, mother wasn't there for them they, they were not home it was just him and Boston. and then penny penny's kind of normal <laughs> yeah penny's just a bullied kid yeah it was so funny because penny was talking about oh i hate my dad they always give me little nicknames like pen pen and then arvin's like damn that's a pretty big bummer for your dad if you knew you were talking about him like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was so funny i was like i was like arvin light her ass up <laughs> <laughs> because I was in agreement. I was like, I was like, man, that your dad sounds kind of fun. <laughs> I think Arvin should have just said, yeah, yeah, my dad's never here. So yeah, <laughs> it's nice. It's just, it, oh, I love it so much. And th throughout your journey to the bottom, uh, uh, Sato or the professor is, is requesting that you turn off these locks, these machines to uh, be able to actually get to the final lab at the bottom. And on the journey down in each new laboratory, you'll find one that's been exploded and destroyed, and you don't know why yet, but you find out later. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's reaching the bottom of Area Zero reveals a lab where the professor has been hiding out for the entire game. And then here's a huge thing. Turns out the professor has been dead for years after an attack from the evil, not evil, it's the more aggressive. It's more aggressive, more mean, territorial. Uh, Crydon and Maridon. Because uh, it, it's... Ah, oh, man. It, it, it genuinely... Okay, like seriously, this is probably a crazy reveal, in my opinion. Like, I would legit was surprised. I was like, what? Because yeah, I was like really excited to meet her because I was ex like expecting something like really badass or something, but it was really sad. It was just really sad. I mean, oh my god, I I've never been so emotionally invested in a story from a terrible game. Not terrible, a bad game. Um, spoiler. But anyway, um, yeah. So you get in there and you just see the professor sitting in their chair. They look like they're asleep. But then they boot up, and that's when immediately, like, like you're like, ah, oh, fuck. It's, that's not the professor. Yeah, the, turns out the professor we've been talking to the entire game is an AI made from the memories of the original professor. Yep, the professor... has been talking to you all the whole time. Just... The whole time. Yep, the professor made this AI version of themselves to help them with their work, to basically be their assistant, to be the most, um, like uh not useful but like basically like 
it's just a copy of him or her. So they know everything and they do everything the same as them. So they're the most efficient. And um, yeah, yeah. And Arvin does not get a chance to like mourn the loss of it's his mother. So fucking sad. I feel so bad. <laughs> it's really, really sad because he has no, he almost had no one. Mabostif almost died. It, it's it's brutal and um and yeah and we we also do meet the more territorial Karai or Maridon. What ends up happening is we get to the final base and it appears and um our Marai or Karaidon is very scared. Um, but you know it enters the base. We have this little bout with a bunch of the paradox Pokemon, and um and we we come in there and then um our uh. AI professor puts their puts the legendary Pokemon in a master ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause the whole reason you're called down to area zero is to turn off a time machine. That's leaking future and past Pokemon into the current world. Yep. It's really, really cool. Fun stuff. It's, it, it's a great, it's a crazy arena too. Yeah. Cause the, uh, area zero is where the terrestrialization uh, crystals are because uh, a, a massive meteor hit here and on that meteor is the crystals from the uh, terra terrestrialization are and uh, this whole room is nothing but terrestrialization crystals and uh apparently they can be used for time travel yeah it's this whole thing where they ha where they have so many it has some kind of like properties you know where they're able to it's like all like the the whole room it looks like it's a bunch of crystals i don't want to say it looks like a giant mirror but it basically it looks like a bunch of like honeycomb style um clear looking crystals decorating everything here's a movie that everyone knows if you've seen the movie skyscraper it's kind of like that room at the end of the movie where the rock almost dies in <sighs> shut the fuck am up. i wrong you're wrong. I don't remember that movie. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. I don't really remember much about it either, but there was like I a don't. giant room with mirrors all over. I think I don't remember. <laughs> um, and then also, too, on the top in the very top of the room is the giant machine itself. It's um, oh, gosh, it, very it, futuristic, very futuristic. It's very cool. Uh, I can't really describe it too much. It's just you kind of got to see it for yourself. It's a really cool design. It really is. And uh, you find out that to, when you turn off the time machine, the AI says, like, when it turns off, the defensive measures are going to come into place, and I'm not going to be friendly. I'm going to try to stop you from turning off the time machine. Yep. And uh, they were right, because right as you turn off the time machine, the AI becomes aggressive, and uh, it turns into the final battle. It, it's it's a really cool final battle too um because the, the room starts yeah. to change the floor raises up so she's now on a massive pedestal or they are on a massive pedestal and they look down on you and saying let's do this and that's when you get to fight the karate on right on yeah it's at first though i shouldn't say too so when you start off the battle um you know their their eyes their um their uh, irises turn blue. Their, um, what is it? The um, the white part of their eyes turn black. 
they they kind of their hair raises up a little bit they're very they're much more aggressive like colt said they're on this high pedestal to kind of be like um to really show like the i uh the more um the um yeah you get like a feeling of like um um how much more powerful they are than you can to kind of be more intimidating to be much more um oppressive because also too whenever they're battling you they speak the way they speak is like you won't like we're gonna defeat you like you won't be able to fight me or whatever like like this is this this is the skill that you bring down here to fight me or whatever something to that to that extent um and also too every time they they throw they put a pokemon in the battle they don't throw it they just literally drop the ball <laughs> yeah and uh they use paradox pokemon the entire time uh i will say uh tough fight tough fight because this i i, I in terms of fights um i think there's one i'm forgetting but i think this with second being Irvin and third being clavel this is probably the toughest fight in the game and i say that because on my um game he has um the future version of um oh god that fighting pokemon what is it called is what it, it iron like? iron hands the big um oh hariyama Hariyama, the future version of Hariyama, for some fucking reason, it uses Drain Punch, and Drain Punch drains half of the health of my Pokemon. Owie. So let me tell you, man, I was in a very desperate scramble to have to revive Pokemon and to beat this one freaking thing. It was ridiculous, dude. And then um, Iron Valiant, oh my god so difficult that's the glade right yes okay <laughs> iron valiant was really strong um it was insane it was a very tough fight but it was a very cool fight and after you defeat the professor you go into another battle yup this, this is where i almost lost okay but that's i think that's done on purpose okay all right it, it's done on purpose because so in this one um uh the um paradise protection protocol activates which is another fail safe where um the professor has an it's basically another ai a battle ai um this time the ai professor looks more corrupted with crystals growing out of them their their uh the font of their subtitles changes it's really they're very glitched out and it's really cool and um, this is where they pull out their Karaidon or Maraidon. It's like a straight up boss um, health and everything. And um, like Colt said, I you almost lose no matter what. Tough fight, <laughs> such a tough fight. And that's done on purpose because you um, you have to uh, use terrestrialization, and then you know it, you just sweep with that. Um, it's cool though. It's a really cool fight. Yeah, it is. I, I love the way the professor looks in this moment. Uh, yeah, Professor Sada with all the like terrestrialization crystals all over her, and she's like freaking out. It's really cool. Yeah, and I should mention the reason why this even happens is because the professor thought that if there could be some way for 
future and past Pokemon to coexist in the present. And at the same time, he, he, she, they wanted to make a paradise for their family. He, um, they were doing this with the intent of, um, making a paradise for them and their son. Um, but that ended up being them neglecting their son and then dying. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a sad, uh, because like right after you beat the Coridon Maridon, they just, the whole apologizing and like being kind to Arvin, very emotional. Because for a moment, it, it feels like the perfect, like, because the professor AI shares the same thoughts and feelings, but it seems like in this moment, it was not only the AI, but really the professor coming through and being like, you know, you've grown up like, oh, it's oh, no, because oh, the professor may be dead, but all we are is just our memories. So essentially, that was the professor. That was the professor. Yep. He he the this AI, I mean, it it saw Arvin as his son too. Um and it was really emotionally and really brutal. Um he's like, Oh my god. Um It's very sad. It's really sad too. And the entire time and the thing is too is that Arvin has been kind of like hinting um at that like because he, Arvin Arvin's not stupid. He he's been thinking like he's like this guy he's not my dad or my mom. He's, he's like an AI or something because there's like moments where you kind of get that hint as well, where he has to reboot quote unquote. And then it's like, well, shit, this isn't, this isn't the professor. It's like a computer or something. And Arvin's like, yeah, it, it you know. And it's a, it's a, it's a very emotional ending that has uh once finally defeated the professor's AI goes into the past or the future, depending on what game you have. And that's when you finally turn off the uh, time machine after the AI leaves. Yeah, because the AI and the time machine are linked. So as long as the AI exists within the same point of same time as the time machine, it will continue to be on. So they decide it's also really sad, too, because they're like, the professor and I, we neither of us ever got to go on our own adventures. So you know what? I'm going to go into the past or the future and go on an adventure that the professor would have gone on to. I want to see that game. I, I, would I, love to. I really <laughs> hope they do a Pokemon Legends. Uh, they make up a third legendary for Scarlet and Violet. I want the next Pokemon Legends game to be a past version of Scarlet and Violet's re region or a future one for because I want to see this storyline continued in a, little, in a little way. It'd be nice to see. Sarah I know, I know, because true. more, a more, um, a more polished version. I think it'd be cool to just do Pokemon Legends, Scarlet and Violet. I think that'd be kind of cool. Because and the thing is, too, is we it's revealed that, um, you know, obviously all of the paradox are past and future versions of Pokemon. Same thing goes for Karai and Maridon. We're, we get to meet Cyclozar. So Karaidon is the past version of Cyclozar. And then Maridon is the future version of Cyclozar. I think that's interesting, too. I 
I don't know. I really like these concepts. And I, I didn't know it was a lot of debate, but apparently people were like really furious about the legendaries because they're like, they're not really legendaries because they're just the past and future versions of this regular Pokemon. And technically in the respective times, you can get these Pokemon because there's multiple of them. But in my opinion, I think they count as legendaries because they are legendary for the time that you're in. Yeah, it's very specific to the time. Like, if uh, Rhydon were to time travel to the past, it would be a legendary. Crydon wouldn't. But if Maridon traveled to the future, Maridon would be a legendary. Uh, not Maridon. Crydon would be the legendary. Maridon yeah. would not be the legendary in the future. It just yeah. depends on where it is and like how many of that Pokemon exist in that current time. Exactly. And I think since you're in the present, Maridon or Crydon don't exist in the present. So that makes them legendary. That's that's my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um. And then it doesn't really apply to other legendaries like Polkia or Dialga or Arceus because they are one of a kind. I know that's a lot of people's criteria. Here's yeah, no, here's my thing though, is that people are like, we need god level legendaries. Like, bro, we can't have god level legendaries all the time. There's only so much, you know. I, I think it's more creative just to have these really tough, really strong, really cool Pokemon to be legendaries rather than to be like god of you know space and time and you know even though i love that i love, I love it too don't get me wrong but like i don't know like there's only so much you can do when especially when you've covered so much of that already i mean you covered space time creation earth water fire air you know it's pretty much everything at this point the mind the stars there's an alien a sun dragon sun and moon like, there's only, you know, I'm just saying, like, I, I think it's much more interesting to have just these Pokemon that are, like, like I said, just unique, really strong, and for their respective whatever, you know, they're just legendary. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to, you know, better explain it other than that. Yeah, and I like yeah. them. They're yeah. cool. And I, I just say that, too, because, again, it's been, for some reason, big debate. And I'm very surprised by it. Yeah, they can go sit and spin on my fist. And as the game ends, Ed Sheeran comes back. You forgot. You thought you were safe. Ed Sheeran jumps through the screen with a old rusted screwdriver and stabs you <laughs> 50 to 80 times. <laughs> <laughs> then he steals like something in your house. I don't know what he stole yet, but he jumped back through the screen after he stole something from my house. Yeah. And that's he, where he sings his song celestial. Yeah. He's like, a luck of, duh, duh. I can't even remember the lyrics, but celestial. That's all I remember. That's not it, but <laughs> no, no. He says celestial in the song. <laughs> celestial like that. It's not good. You didn't it ends sing with anything. Edge. It's Ed Sheeran. You just, you just. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're right. It is Ed Sheeran. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I think it was dumb for Pokemon to be like, all right, you beat the game. This really emotional moment. Cause like, doesn't it end with like a grave shot? No. 
Okay, I made that up in my head. Never mind. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say the game ends with you guys on your long walk home. You're tired. And then, you know, Nimona is like, you know what? Let's take the long journey home and just have an adventure, you know, just kind of explore around. And then Penny's like, let's make sure to get some snacks. And then your character is like, yeah. And Arvin's like, oh, man, come on. My dad, my dad or mom just died. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's go on an adventure. And I don't Mar have time to mourn. And my and my Maridon like pushes him up and like, come on, we're doing this. And he's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and then immediately Ed Sheeran stabs you to death. It's yeah, it's weird. I don't like it at all. But I did like the ending. I just don't like the Ed Sheeran jumping yeah, at me immediately. I was gonna say I do like the ending of all of us like um going on and going on more adventures. I, I really, really think that's wholesome. And um I do think it's funny because also too when you're in area zero, everybody just talks about they're just all like, Man, Wenzel, that's my character's name, Wenzel. They're just like, he's such a good guy. He helped me do this stuff. And then Arvin's like, whoa, whoa, like I had a pretty cool um, friendship story with Wenzel too. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're dick riders, so get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, so it, it's really good. And, I mean, yeah, your friend's till the end, basically. Um, you do get some resolution, though, with Arvin. Arvin does say, he's like, he's like, I didn't really know my parents, um, the professor, you know, and it, it is sad, but there's nothing really I can do, so I'm just going to try to get back to school and do some work and do my best, basically. So you have that, but um, anyway, Ed Sheeran stabs you with a rusty screwdriver while singing Celestial. Yeah. Now, I will say the vibe, the vibe fits. Don't get me wrong. The vibe fits. The yeah, song right up my butt. What, you wanted fucking death metal? Yeah. You know, Pokemon, do a collab with Ghost. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty <laughs> sick. How in the world would that make any sense? <laughs> I think it'd be cool to have like a like Pikachu with like uh, Papa Emirates' face paint. I don't know if they can put satanic imagery in their game, Colt. They already do. With Hostile of V-Star, these little demons? Oh, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Also, Pokemon and... are demons. Yeah, controlling you're our right. Children. I'm sorry. And that's why you shouldn't play any Pokemon games. Yeah. Go to church. And, yeah, and that's it. That's the end of the episode, guys. So good night. Yeah, good Do night. Do not play Pokemon. If you play Pokemon, you will go to hell and burn for eternity. Yes. But hey, uh, since we reached the final end of the story, we might as well say, what was our teams? Yeah. Um. Uh, you want to go first? You yeah, first. I can go first. And the funny thing is, I, I have all of mine laid out on Cerebi right now i didn't realize skeledurge that's my first one up on my team uh named ak-47 is number 911 in the pokedex so he's 911 in the pokedex thought that was interesting that's uh, crazy <laughs> yeah next up on my uh, team is tinkaton named truck fan because whenever i caught it it was uh the second form and i said you know what? this thing looks like it's a fan of trucks so i named it truck fan Fair. Good name. Good and name. then for my third is a shiny Lucario that Cody, my brother, traded to me because he knew I loved shiny Lucario. Because when I was little, my first shiny Pokemon I ever caught, or not caught, I hatched it from an egg, was uh, Riolu. 
and uh, he traded me a shiny Riolu, and I said, hell yes, I'll take it. And I still haven't found one a Pokemon that he would like shiny. So I can't repay him just yet. Yeah. Uh, next on my team is Garganackle. That dude has been consistent and very strong throughout the entire game. I honestly thought I'd change him out, but the later I got in the game, I realized he's actually pretty good. So he just stayed. Yeah. Um, this next one, I did not expect to have on my team at all when I first started the game, but I got lucky and found a shiny Ralts that I evolved into a shiny Gallade. Beautiful shiny. I love shiny Gallade, so it stayed on my team. I named the Gallade uh, God Killer, nice. but then I changed it to Gungnir after I realized that that name goes hard and it kind of fits him. Yeah. I, yeah. Good it's name. Spear of Odin. If you did not know. And my Garganackle, I cannot remember what I named it. I don't know. I think you named it Minecraft. Yeah, I named it Minecraft. I named it <laughs> Minecraft. I named my Lucario Thorfinn. Thorfinn. Yep. After my favorite uh, manga character of all time, Thorfinn Karlsefni. And then uh, next on my team, I had a Baxcalibur named Bloodseeker. I love that dude. Very that good. That was Very good. my entire team. A Skeledurge, a Tinkaton. A Lucario and a, a Garganackle and a, a Gallade and a Bexcalibur. Nice. Very um, good team, if you ask me. It's very good. Yeah. Um, great names, too. Thank you. Should thank you. Say that. AK 47, top tier. I remember, I still remember the night we talked about naming our Pokemon, and you said you're going to name yours AK 47. I was like, damn, that's a good name. Because he was a little crocodile baby. So, yep. I feel like that's a good name for a crocodile. Absolutely. Um, my team was uh, Skeledurge, of course. I named him Hunk. I just thought he looked like a hunk of um, crocodile. I don't know. Uh, next up was Annihilate. Uh, named it Broly. I was very surprised by Annihilate. Um, I, I remember when it was announced or when there was a leak about primate getting an evolution, I was like, Whoa, I was like, it's about damn time. And then you get to play the game and you see it. And it's like, Whoa, this is sick. Yeah. It's a pretty awesome evolution. And literally it's primate. If it died because it was so angry, <laughs> yeah, which is very funny. It's and very blood funny. pressure gets so high. It's like, fuck. <laughs> and it heart pops. It dies and it becomes a ghost fighting, which it's really strong too. I I had it on my team all the way through the end. I love him. And um he, oh god, such a great design. Um next up is Claude Sire Fudge. Uh just a really good um good boy, good hunk of uh chocolate. True, true. Love him. I now uh next up is Sea Titan. I will say I was I was going to have him on my team already, but on a very just random coincidence, I, I see a shiny sea toddle and I'm like, is that just the shadow? But then when it came out of the shadow of the cloud, it was still dark. I was like, holy fucking shit. That's a shiny sea toddle. So I caught it immediately, evolved it. Let me tell you, shiny sea titan, probably one of my favorite shinies ever. It it's, does look really sick. It's so sick. I named it Kujira, which just means whale. So cool. So fucking cool. That orange and black goes so well together. It looks so nice. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. 
Next up is uh, Bax Caliber. I did not expect to have Bax Caliber on my team, but after careful consideration and also too looking more at his um at one of his special moves, I was like, okay, this is just Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> so I added Bax Caliber. I named him Zilla, of course. Of really course. solid Pokemon. Um, and then finally, again, I did not expect to have him on my team because I I wanted to have a little bit different from Colt's team, but he just ended up being on there. He's a solid Pokemon. That's Garganackle. Yeah, he's a solid, good dude. Solid guy. I named him Thing after the Thing from Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah, that that's a good name. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's a Thing. Um but yeah, that, that was my final team that I carried all the way to the end. I will say, though, um, I do have another um, my current team right now that I use now just for like any sort of cleanup of like little details or for cleaning up the Pokedex or whatever, or just to have on my with me. Um, it's still Skeledurge, still Annihilate, still Sea Titan, but I swapped out my last three. I have a uh, Iron Bundle which is the future version of Delibird named him Jack. It's I very Jack. It's apparently a very strong Pokemon. Very He's viable. very strong. I was like, okay. And also too, over time I was like, I like this little robot bird. <laughs> uh, so I added him. I was like, he's a tough dude, ice and water. Um, so yeah. And then I recently got uh, the legendaries. I have uh Shin Pao. Um, named him, uh, named them Sugar Plum. They are the uh, ferret weasel looking Pokemon with swords for teeth. Actually, it's one single sword that was it's one single sword is broken. Yeah, it's broken. It's so sick. Um, Ice and Dark. And then my final one is Wo Chen. Uh, I named him Nito. Uh, he's a dark grass snail. Yeah, and he looks sick as hell. He looks so sick. I was like, this is a cool design. I gotta have him on my team. So, yep, um, pretty sick. Um, the four legendaries uh, are really cool. Really, really cool. I love every single one of their designs. Because I, I saw the leaks, whatever, they were first leaked, and I like their designs. But seeing them in motion is so much cooler than seeing a steel picture. Oh, my God. They are so sick. And then should also, too, their battle music. Oh, so good. It's some of my favorite Pokemon music. It's so sick. Um. Yeah, I had a blast getting those. Those were those were so cool. It was super easy because, uh, like, this morning, today, as of recording, not record this morning, but this afternoon, I uh, told Wenzel, yeah, I hadn't caught them yet. And I realized, like, I had, probably should catch them. It's not that hard. And, like, within two hours, I had caught all four of them. Probably took, like, an hour and a half tops, but... It was super yeah. easy and super worth it because they all are really cool. The only one that gave me an issue was Chiyu, the fish, because yeah. he has a bounce move that uh, once he bounces in the air, I can't hit him. Or, I mean, I can't throw a Pokeball at him. And I had him damaged down so low that if I were to use a move after he uses his bounce, I would kill him. So I had to keep swapping my Pokemon to prevent from actually killing him. It was very frustrating. Agreed. I had the same problem. Um... I, I, what I, my, my strategy for getting all of them was so my Claude Sire, he knew, um, yawn. So I put them to sleep and I would catch them fairly easy. But Chi Yu just kept bouncing up, dude. I could not put the fucker to sleep. And I had to be very careful because 
I I would I could one shot him. Yeah. So I I had to use I had to use Skeledurge and I had to use fire. Um, I can't remember what fire move I had, but I had to use one of the fire moves because um, it was just enough to weaken him to get him low enough not to kill him. Um, it was it was extreme. It was stupid difficult. Um, I should and his also... typing's interesting for a fish. I think this is the first fish that's not water type. That's not water. He's fire dark, and I mean he's so cool. He's like a goldfish with uh, beads for eyes. I love really it. Co- really cool design. So yeah, his name is Chi Yu. I should so it's Wu Chen, Chen Pao, Ting Lu, Chi Yu. Um, Ting Ting Lu is like a big old basically moose with a vessel like a bowl yeah. for um for like antlers or horns he he's um he's really cool he's like a rock i think rock dark uh yes no dark ground dark ground yeah um another really cool pokemon design all of these legendaries are really cool and you're thinking wow these names they're not like normal pokemon names that's they're because... Chinese. They're in the game. They're from the east. Yeah, in the game, they're like they come from a land from the east. Um, there were these objects that were given to this emperor as gifts, treasures. Um, but they turn out to be Pokemon, and it's kind of badass. Uh, Wu Chen is basically its uh its body is made of um tablets. Um, and its ability is Tablets of Ruin. Uh, Chen Pao is Swords of Ruin, Ting Lu is Vessel of Ruin, and then Chi Yu is Beads of Ruin. And, you know, um, so Chen Pao was a sword that had cut down so many opponents and all of the people or whatever who had used it or wanted revenge eventually embodied this Pokemon. Chi Yu was like uh, a bunch of like, it's like basically like a walking uh disaster fish <laughs> uh it's really interesting it's really cool story. yeah there was one thing i just realized looking at the pokedex entry i really like the pokedex entries for these guys but i the uh scarlet entry for uh well Chien is uh the grudge of a person punished for writing the king's evil deeds upon wooden tablets has clad itself in dead leaves to become a pokemon yes that's dude. awesome but the violet one is just uh it's cool but it's not as cool as that it drains the life force from vegetation causing nearby forest to instantly wither and fields to turn barren yeah you're you're right it's not as cool that is sick and then the opposite is for uh uh for chin pao the scarlet deck says this pokemon can control 100 tons of fallen snow. It plays around instantly by leaping in and out of avalanches it has caused. Cute. Very fun. Uh, this violet entry is the hatred of those who've perished by the sword long ago. It's clad itself in snow and become a Pokemon. Yep. <laughs> That's, That's <it>. fucking awesome. <laughs> it's so cool. And then the the other two are uh, not like that, but they're really cool uh, entry decks, dex entries that each game has their own cool versions of it. Yeah, it's super sick. I love these legendaries. They're so nice. It makes me want a uh, Pokemon game in the East or the East considering uh, the game. The East, for whatever defines the East in the terms of the Pokemon universe. Yes, I want to see what that's like. Because if it's it got Pokemon that are this cool, I want to go there. Because my thing is too is that like these Pokemon, 
you know, they're Pokemon, but like they look so different from the other Pokemon. It's yeah, I mean, these are crazy. legendary because like there's no way there's more than one of each because reading their dex entries says like Chin Pao and Wo Chin, they're one of yeah. a kind. Yeah, they're singular items. But I want to know what other ones are looking like over there. Yeah, like what what def- like is there like a certain defining factor for Pokemon from this region? Like, you know, I, it's very interesting. Um, and the way and actually, if you take Miss uh, Wrightford's um history class, she'll um she'll tell you about um the Paldean Emperor and Empire and about these Pokemon, and she'll even put on your map the locations of their shrines. You have to do this thing where you have to go take these um it's eight stakes out of the ground. Kind of tedious, I will say. It's kind of tedious. tedious. It's not too bad, but it gives me, for me personally, it let me explore more. Um, It helped me to catch some more Pokemon because um, I completely forgot some certain technical issues with the game. Um, I'll I'll talk about a little later, but um, it it was it wasn't too bad. Um, But yeah, that kind of completes it for the base pokemon everything um, i mean before we move on to like our review and mentions of the game and before, where we get negative uh want to just say the uh, our favorite pokemon from this gym? yes i'm so sorry i forgot um you go first you go i first. can do that i'm gonna go from like least favorite to my favorite it's top five which least favorite means i love it uh, number five for me is Wo Chin. He is my favorite of the uh, four. I just love the way he looks. He looks like a little little dude, but he's not little. He's actually pretty big. Oh wow, yeah, I, I agree. Wo Chen is so sick, and his shiny form. These are shiny locks, by the way, so you cannot get them shiny. His shiny form is really cool because he's got red leaves instead of green leaves. Oh, that's sick. And then Chien Pao, it's, uh, this is not my list, but Chien Pao turns into a doo-doo brown, which is a little disappointing. Uh, Ting Lu is very disappointing. It just turns gray. And then the fish turns blue, which I think is really cool. That's really cool. Uh, my, my number four Pokemon is Farigaraph. I love Farigaraph's design. Even though I never had it in my team, I love Farigaraph's design. It's a beautiful, beautiful Pokemon. Agreed. Another Pokemon that I absolutely love, never had on my team, was Rabska, the evolution of Relor. I love this little dung beetle. Oh, dude, yeah. Because the first evolution, uh, it's really cool. It's Relor. He's rolling around his little dirt ball, and uh, if he get if you get him shiny, that ball is solid gold, and it looks so cool. And then he evolves into Rabska, which is a psychic type bug Pokemon that uh is now got like a floating ball and is like a shiny metal it's very cool very egyptian looking super sick my number two is king gambit the evolution to the uh bisharp this is the uh i is this the only third evolution we got this gen from like a past gen. From I mean. a past gen. Oh my god. Um, maybe. 
Yeah, I think so. I think there's been a lot of Pokemon, or there's been Pokemon that have gotten evolutions, but I think this is the only one that's gotten, like, has now three forms, basically. Yeah, yeah. I love King, ba- King Gambit's design. It's so cool. The way to evolve King Gambit is so fucking annoying. You have to get a certain item that you can only get from capturing uh, Bisharps in the in the in this one area. It's like a broken sword piece. And then once you have that sword piece, you have to kill three Bisharps while the Bisharp you want to evolve is holding that one sword piece. And then it will evolve. It's stupid and a little tedious. There's a lot of... It's uh, very worth it. Tedious ways to evolve Pokemon. I'll say that. Yeah, it's frustrating. The whole walking... Relor, to evolve Relor into Rapska, you have to walk 1,000 steps without uh it turning to its ball returning to its ball it's stupid i do not it like is. the tedious evolutions but it feels rewarding in a way i guess i guess king gambit uh though the cool thing about his design is its hair is actually a stool so it's yeah. like sitting on top of its hair and it slides around instead of walking it's <laughs> looks like an unfinished animation but it's pretty funny it's pretty funny <laughs> But my number one Pokemon this gen that I absolutely love that has one of the more disappointing of the shinies is Tinkaton. I love Tinkaton so oh, much. Oh, yeah. The entire lore behind this character is so funny. It's just a menace. Because <laughs> it just lives to kill Corvic Knights. Because it, it's hammers made out of Corvic Knight flesh. Yeah, it 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 throws rocks at Corvic Knights. Once it knocks them down, it peels off their armor it's it, it's so good i love it so much i just wish <laughs> that the shiny wasn't just a hammer color change it's so bad well i like the shiny because it's the shiny of corvanite yeah that is cool but like just change the body color change the body too yeah i agree i agree it, it's definitely weaker yeah but tinkaton not weak pretty strong pokemon i love it i know it's not as viable in like competitive battling but it's still pretty strong it has a probably like one of the highest damage moves i've ever seen uh what is it called is it gigaton hammer Uh, gigaton hammer it does so much damage i i love it it's a very strong move and she crushes watermelons yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my know. top five Pokemon. Uh Wochian, number five, Ferrigaref, number four, Rabska three, King Gambit two, and Tinkaton one. I love Nice. Them. Nice. Good choices. Actually, I mean honestly, there's a lot of good choices. Really good gen, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Um so mine, uh five to one, same thing. I'm gonna do it the same way. Um number five, Claude Sire. I love that boy. Good Pokemon. Good Pokemon. Um, his shiny is actually pretty cool. It's just the colors of a uh, Quagsire. Um, I think it's, it's just cool. Quagsire if he fell over on his stomach and didn't get up. Pretty much, and I love it. Um, Wochan is actually my number four. Um, I, like you, I think it's so cool. I don't know. Like we have like a few snail Pokemon, but for some reason, something like this, it's so different i don't know it's really cool really cool um third is a uh, chen pao uh i love that long boy sword um 
probably oh my god probably one of my favorite legendary designs i love it it's very um, good yeah um uh, number two sea titan i love sea titan i love that land whale i love that shiny really cool when it was first revealed i was like i have to have it it's 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 so sick oh my god um and then finally my number one it's shiny is really bad but that's not what's important i love its design it's annihilate um yeah i've been wanting, I've been wanting i i know every time when i go back to the old games i'm like man i really i like primate because he's just he's kind he's of just fun, angry he's just an angry monkey and i kind of like that but i'm like it, he would probably really benefit from like another evo a final evo and he got one and annihilate is fucking awesome also that name annihilate annihilation that's sick um and he has a he's a cool move too called rage fist where it's a ghost move it's pretty strong actually i and also too every time his sound sounds like a bunch of it, it sounds like a bunch of tree branches like twisting and breaking like I, I don't when know he's using to... the move, or is just his like normal Pokemon cry? His normal Pokemon cry. Ah, it's like this weird like crunching sound. I don't know how to describe it. it I'm trying to. Like, somebody else said that kind of sounds like um, it, it's like a very angry sound, but it it sounds like like a bundle of sticks or something breaking. It's so cool. I love it. Um, such a cool Pokemon. I'm so happy it got some love um a lot of pokemon got that and um yeah those are those are my top five i think that's a good top five thank you oh yeah before we move on i gotta say shinies this gen sucks really suck. bad shinies i hate i'm tired of these boring ass shinies that are just like a slight recolor of the original so they're so fucking hard to see in the overworld and they're just boring in general i don't like them stop it stop it game freak get stop like oh, crazy colors i'd rather have like a gray pokemon turn to like a fucking neon green i love yeah, that actually neon green green neon green or pink or pink anything like that just wild colors like uh sylveon's pink turns into a bright ass green i love that umbreon's yellow turns into a blue i love that your old shinies were so much better now they're booty just stop it Agreed. i i will say i did end up capturing in the wild four shinies first most and first time i ever caught them like this um and you got some good shine you want to say what shinies you got yeah i got shiny sea toddle I got shiny Lechonk. I got shiny um the goat from um Go Goat. Go Goat. Go Goat. I, I love got... that shiny. It's white, isn't it? It's yeah, it's like a white with like a different kind of green. It's it's very good. It's a really good shiny. Yeah. Solid. Um Lechonk shiny is really good. I don't use Lechonk, but whenever I evolved it immediately, um, because I love it. It's just a pig, a normal pig. And um oh gosh, what was my other one? Um because you got way more than me this time. I got four. Oh, you got uh, twice as me. Twice as much as me. No, no, I know. I'm I'm just saying, I'm like, what the fuck was the fourth one? It's a toddle, go-goat. Uh, what was the third one? Those were three. <laughs> I know, but was it's a toddle, go-goat, the chonk. 
There was a fourth. What? Hold on. I'm pretty sure I posted it, but I don't know. I don't remember quite. Oh, oh, uh, it was a uh, rufflet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was one that like, uh, is it shiny? Good. I, I don't know. It's shiny's really good. Uh, so rufflet, whenever I saw it, it was this, uh, different shade of Brown. And I was like, holy shit. That's a shiny rufflet. Caught it, evolved it. It's, uh, the braviary red that it has turns into this like really nice blue. Oh yeah. That is a good shiny. Damn. It's that a is a really nice. good shiny. I, I forgot cause I had it on my team for a little bit, but I swapped it out. Um, yeah, it was so sick. Hell yeah. And the two shinies I've got, well, one of I've got three technically, which is the Riolu Cody traded me. And then the Ralts I caught in the snowy area that was complete luck. And then the third one, another complete luck. I was I almost didn't walk up to it because this Pokemon has so many different color variations. And it's a Tatsugiri. Yeah. It's a white, pure white Tatsugiri. (laughs) At first I was disappointed because it was white, but like as I progressed through time, I think it's pretty cool because I named it Rice because it's pure white and it's a piece of rice sitting on a piece of rice. Yeah, I forgot you got that. Sick. I I liked it. Um, no, Colt's right. There's different color variations. So me personally, if I would have saw that, I wouldn't have thought of it. I wouldn't have thought anything. I would have probably passed it up. It's the best shiny variant you can get of this Pokemon. If you ask me, because they're the other ones are kind of eh, but there's six variations that you can possibly get of this Pokemon, and I, I highly, I think that I've probably ran away from a different shiny version of it just because I didn't know. And I, I bet there's people that are listening to this, like or you too. There's Pokemon that you ran around that were shiny and you had no clue they were shiny. Because there's yeah. no overworld indication. That's another thing from Arceus that they need to bring back is the shiny indicator. Whenever you're near a shiny Pokemon, that was I, I will the say. Best. Should we just go into like our thoughts, our official thoughts? Yes, it's time. Yeah, it's time. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, okay, I'll go first. Okay, so yeah, so as we've been saying, this game has a lot of heart. Um, story, I mean, it's there. It, like, like you can... Sorry, I shouldn't say the story is there. I'm saying the heart, the work that was put into the story is clearly there, but at the same time, not, not, not enough thought was put into it. So we've been kind of hinting at it, but so as soon as we picked up this game, as soon as we started playing, we all started messaging each other like, oh shit, we can see why now people are pretty upset about this because... The quality of the not only the graphical quality, but just the quality of of playing it was bad. I mean, it was just it's um its frame rate was just god awful. It was worse if you're in handheld mode. Um it just it did not run like it should. It ran as I would I will say Sword and Shield ran so much better. And the thing is, is that I was telling Tanner and Colt this that it runs as if it's their first time putting a Pokemon game on the Switch. Yup, and it's the third one. It's they did really better bizarre. with their side, not even mainline Pokemon game with Arceus. Absolutely. Arceus, Sword and Shield, I, I guess Snap. I don't know anything about that. Snap was I, actually, people love that game. That game is really beautiful and so, runs great. So you're thinking like, okay, 
this is a mainline Pokemon game and it's running worse. That's really bad. Um, and then like same thing with graphical stuff because uh, because the thing is is like you know uh, some of the Pokemon had textures to them, which was really cool. I mean, hell, Magikarp shiny it, instead of it being yellow, it's more like a gold, which is really cool. There's a lot of stuff they could have done here but they didn't do it. It's a lot of missed opportunity in my opinion. So, um like we like I said, the graphical quality and the quality of how it runs, it really factors into my um opinion of this game because it really hurt it. I mean, there were points where I had to stop playing because I'd played for so long, it was making me dizzy. I couldn't handle playing it because it ran so fucking bad. I I could not handle it. And um, I usually don't have that problem. I know people who have literally watched me play games or have played games themselves, they'll be like, oh, I'm getting dizzy and I will be fine. But for this, I was actually getting dizzy. Like, it was not good. And then they even put out updates that barely did anything. So it's like, like okay, I noticed like it runs better in certain areas, but it, it still runs like ass. It does. If you're playing on your TV, it will run a little better. And if you're in certain areas, it will run. But if you're in areas like the city with a lot of characters moving and a lot of moving parts, no. It, it 15 will not, FPS, baby. It will not run good. It's disorienting. And then if there's just a lot happening, like if it's raining, if it's snowing, it will fuck it up. It's so bad. And then also, too, that I did not, I forgot about this issue. But I didn't realize it until after it happened to me was that um, me and Colt talked about this where people were saving their games, but it wasn't reading those saves. So it so it wasn't um, it wasn't counting them. So when people would boot up the game, they would go back to a previous save, not their save that they'd done beforehand or the newest one. It would go back to the previous save and there's no way to recover that, which is bullshit. Yeah, so if you got a shiny Pokemon or progressive or bye-bye. Because I was very lucky, but at the same time I wasn't because I was um um so I was trying to get like for instance, I was trying to get 999 coins for to evolve Gimmigle. Again, a tedious fucking way to evolve it. Because let me tell you, there's a lot of Gimmigles, a lot of wandering ones, and if you defeat them or find them, they'll give you a coin. If you find the wandering ones, you get one to maybe five coins um you have a chance to get way more than that you have a chance to get like 50 or 60 now there's the gimme ghoul ones in their chest where you'll always average out at 50 or 60 um for some reason i was averaging at 20 or 30 ew which is terrible and then also too you have a lucky chance of getting 777 coins which is like there's apparently been a lot of people who have been really lucky just not me it wasn't until towards the end when i started um hunting for the legendaries that they were putting out 50 60 i was getting there but i so what i did was i accidentally killed um the room uh the the fish the um the fish legendary that we were just talking about yeah Sorry. yeah yeah um I had accidentally killed it, so I was like, okay, I'm going to reset my game. So I, I had saved beforehand, so I knew I was safe. I was fine. I was wrong. As soon as I started back up the game, it took me back to I had to start the entire process of getting the legendaries all over again. Oh, God. Yes. 
And it took me back to where I had, I was back at 700 fucking coins for Gimme Ghoul. So I had to go back and get 990, 299 coins all over again. I was like, are you serious? I got so mad. I didn't say anything. Like I was, I was just, I was like, I was like, are you, this set me back like two hours. It was insane too. And then I realized that it had actually been doing this over the course of the time I've been playing it because I remember specifically catching certain Pokemon, but then I was going through my, uh, my boxes and there was gaps and then there was gaps in my Pokedex. I was like, it didn't save any of this. So I, I was originally at 300 by the time, um, last time I had talked to Colton Tanner, but I was back down to like two, like 5260. I did not realize that. I was like, no. I was like, how does this happen? So, yeah, there's that. Uh, I've heard instances of people's games crashing. I think my game might have crashed once. My um, game crashed uh, once, but there's been multiple times where I thought I was going to crash. Uh, like, a lot. It, was, it happened a lot, where the game would like actually lock up, but then it'd continue again, because it's performing like dog shit. But one time, it locked up, and then it really did crash. Yeah. And uh, when it did, I lost two hours of playtime and I had to restart uh, from uh, my last save, which is extremely frustrating. It was, it's, I see, yeah. So that's another thing is that, is that right there? Not only that, the tedium of evolving some of these Pokemon is stupid. I mean, really. Like you can have some difficult or unique or fun ways to evolve a Pokemon. But you don't need to have some of this tedious bullshit. Like, uh, with what is it? Inferno, uh, Primate's new evolution. Annihilate. Annihilate. You have to use a certain move a certain amount of times without healing it. Yeah, so that, that was Rage Fist. So Primate learns Rage Fist. You have to use it 20 times. You cannot take it back to the Poke Center or else it will reset it. And You have to use your PP-ups or what? Not PP-ups. Uh, ethers. Ethers, yeah, or Elixirs. You have to use that. Okay, like, come on. That's annoying. The Gimme Ghouls. You have to get 999 coins for Gimme Ghoul. I thought that was tedious. You have to walk a thousand steps without the Pokemon ever going back into its ball to evolve some of these, which I get it because some of these Pokemon are walking Pokemon, like the like Bramble, um, the Dung Beetle. Like, yeah, sure. But, like, still, though, it's like, and there's no, there's no indicator of how many steps you walk. That's fucking stupid. Um, and then also the shinies. Like, you like it doesn't make any sense for them to invest so much time and then have players invest so much time for something that's already so fucking difficult and then not make the reward, you know, outstanding. Yeah. Like, like I, it, it I love getting the shiny charm. Like, that's rewarding to me for like completing the decks. Haven't done it yet. But that's a cool thing, but just evolving a Pokemon. Eey, that's a lot of work, bud. It's so much. And then also too, like, so if we're going to, so we got to talk about the stories, right? Okay. Um, I, I think Arvin's story um, is not, you know, it, it, like I said, it's my personal favorite. I think it's probably the most um, polished out of all of them. In my opinion, that and leading up to 
a continuation basically with meeting the professor. I think that's really interesting and really cool. Um, I, I think, uh, Starfall street, I think that's my, my least favorite. I, they should have done better with the writing for that. And for making like, I mean, these, these kids more, you know, more challenging, more interesting. I just, it just wasn't as, um, it just wasn't that good. It like, um, yeah, it, I, I, I understand the heart of it, especially with bullying in school, but it was like, you go up to the base, you defeat the door, the, the door guard, you go in, you defeat like 30 Pokemon within time limit, bang, bam, boom, you fight the boss. That's it. Like it, it's super, it's super easy. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, and then Penny ends up being just a uh, complete, just wash, just complete, like you can clean yeah. out her, her Pokemon easily. Again, missed opportunity of the evolutions. Haven't pumped out an evolution evolution in like, like a decade, I would say. Yeah, it's been Something 10 like years. Um, and then, you know, uh, Victory Road. Victory Road was my second favorite. It's not, and the reason why is because it's not as polished. I mean, you have uh, a least memorable first timer, which is Katie, the bug type. Um, and the thing is, too, is you can choose to do Katie or Brassius. Brassius was way more memorable, but I think you should make them at least both. Again, um, what misleading. was Katie's challenge anyways? Wow. That's how memorable she was. <laughs> That's how. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, what the fuck? I don't remember. I, I, I remember Brassius. I remember you had to find the Sunflora. <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember doing that. And it, it was fun going through the maze. It was. It was really fun. I'm um, Googling it. Please do. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, Tulip, I mean, I, she's a hot looking character, but honestly, they need to change her design to make it more psychic. Um, uh, Elite Four was kind of disappointing. Oh, fuck. You have to fucking roll an olive into a goal. Oh, yeah. That was dumb. That was stupid. (laughs) But (laughs) arguably the best part about her gym. Uh, yeah for real <laughs> um the elite four wasn't super difficult but they were all really cool really fun so i can't i can't harp on that too much but gita man come disappointing on. you should have made her so much stronger and then oh i so 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 bad so sad um yeah, I um the thing is is like you have these three paths. You have a fairly interesting school. I like I don't know. The the like I I think because to be fair, I um I've been I have very, gone very little to the school. I think there's like a part way like kind of incentive where it's like you're thinking like okay, there's this class setting it's class story setting where it seems semi-interesting, but at the same time, like I could do all this other shit, man. I gotta go get Pokemon. I gotta go defeat Titans. I gotta go um beat up some kids. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> so I, I don't really have time for school. I think there should have been a more incentive in there. And also, too, I think 
they should have done they should have gotten some voice acting i mean they have the money you know like they have these cinematic scenes like get get some voice actors in there man like it makes it so much more memorable and it makes it so much more easier um uh, I, i'm like the white subtitles is not working for me um yeah it's just it's like half and half like well i wouldn't say half and half it's like 40 60 40 percent it's like yeah there there's a good game in there you know there's some good there's some good qualities to it 60 percent. it's a lot of missed opportunities yeah i mean for me to like start with my go ahead go ahead stuff i first off i agree with like a hundred percent of what wenzel said uh there's nothing i disagree with there i also to add this game's fucking ugly it's not good looking. It's hard to look at at times. It's the textures are ass. Yeah. Like the only good textures I were on the Pokemon. And like the fact that, um, what is Pine Echo's evolution called? Oh, Peretris. Oh. Peretris has a new, like, cool metallic texture to it. Yes. It's not just him. It's like Sizor has one too. It's just a new, cool metallic texture that's on the Pokemon. That's the only good texture. It's really like, I didn't expect that. It was really cool. But really, though, this game runs like ass. It looks like ass. Uh, it's very fun to play when you can, and it's not crashing on you. I mean, it only crashed for me once, but it's still extremely disappointing. I loved my... I did enjoy my time. I really enjoyed my yeah. time playing this game. But holy fuck, man. There was so much here that just went wrong. I'm going to need them to like cook that next game a little bit longer the mainline one at least because i feel like they know what they're doing when it comes to legends yep yeah i i completely forgot about that too um everybody was like thinking that they would pull stuff from legends for this because maybe that was their way of kind of um uh, dipping their toes a little bit to see what people liked not nothing. no i was nope. thinking that this whole time they removed so many well they didn't remove them they just did not take any of the quality of life stuff that, that we had in they, legends arceus with like the battle cameras that was one thing i loved about the uh legends arceus stuff is that you could walk around the battle as your pokemon were battling and you could move the camera oh, in any way you fuck. wanted yep i yep. loved the battling system in pokemon legends arceus and that wasn't even the main focus of legends arceus that the was main not focus of legends arceus was to catch pokemon but the battling system was 10 times better and the moves looked better and the animations were better. Everything about Legends mm -hmm. Arceus is better. They've been working on this franchise for so long and they still, they still cannot just pump out top quality improvements. They cannot. I don't know why. Like, like Colt said, that battle camera, man. The fact that you can walk around. The battle camera in Scarlet and Violet fucking sucks. Let me tell you, depending, it depends on the situation, but almost every time, for some reason, uh, you get thrown into a battle with a Pokemon or a person, most usually a Pokemon. For some reason, you go back further to the point to where the camera, it, it like cuts off either your Pokemon or just it's a bad angle or you get to see under the world it's so yeah. bad also for me with tinkaton her hammer is so it's, fucking big that it so blocks out the enemy pokemon oh i cannot see the enemy I, pokemon i didn't even think about that it's so bad and then the capture system too 
like that was so cool and they that they was just, the best capture system in any pokemon game ever absolutely. i love it they didn't even they didn't even put it in we that have a like, crouching mechanic in this game, but it does nothing. The crouching mechanic nothing. is pointless. Because there's no there's no reason to catch Pokemon in tall grass anymore. There's no reason. So I don't know why they added that in there. Oh, I, I knew this game made me mad, but I didn't realize how mad it made me. It's just... It's not... I shouldn't say mad. Disappointed. Disappointed. It's, <laughs> it just sucks that it's Be so disappointing. Yeah. Oh my god! Because like I mean, like Colt said, I I still had fun. I put in a lot of time into this game, but I'm taking, I'm I'm keeping track. I'm taking notes. Like I, I'm just not like some you know mindless consumer or anything. Like no, I I'm paying attention to this, and I mean I think a lot of us, especially you know Sword and Shield, it got so much hate. I don't think it should have. But at the same time, I understand. And I think Legends Arceus was the way to get back that good faith from its um from its player base. And then they took that and just kind of were like, oh well, we don't give a shit. Like for example, uh Cody, my brother from AYCH Network, he used to be a big part of it. Uh he hated Sword and Shield. Like he fucking despised Sword and Shield. But he loved Legend Arceus. He said, "Like, okay, this is giving me hopes for the future of the Pokemon games." Yeah, he he likes uh, Scarlet and Violet. He does like it, but it is very disappointing to him. Like Arceus was the uh, revival, and then Scarlet and Violet was the big letdown after that revival. Absolutely. What the fuck? Like, yeah. I don't really have anything else to say other than like. I'm ready to shoot my review score out when you are. Yeah, I will say, I think, like Colt said, they've released a mainline game. If they're working on the next one, I mean, just take the fucking time. Um, Please. You know, th there's a new card set coming out, so just... Uh, I, cards look great. Cards look cool. <laughs> I, I don't collect cards, but I know Tanner's going crazy over it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm ready to get out my score whenever you are. Yeah, I guess uh, Backlog Boys is ready to deliver the review score for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I guess I'll go first. It's go hard first. to say. Like When I first beat the game, I was higher. But now that I've had more time to sit with it, I'm a lot lower. I'm a lot lower than I w wanted to be. I will say my initial score first and then my final score uh when i first beat the game i was feeling a solid 7.5 because i really enjoyed wow. my time yeah like i really enjoyed it but now i'm a 6.5 so currently uh, i gave pokemon scarlet and violet a 6.5 10 nice that's fair i will say before i even beat it i I had my initial because like Cole I had an initial score and then I changed it as soon as I beat it. So my initial score was a seven out of 10, <laughs> but after beating it, I, I bumped it down to, because I thought I thought about it and I was like, man, this makes me so sad. It's a six, six out of 10. Yeah. So like, as you're thinking about it, both of us went down a full number. Yeah. One number, one point, man. 
Um, oh God, dude. <laughs> That's why I was like, I was like, damn, <sighs> like we really are, we're on point with our ratings. Cause I, I, I was thinking, I was like, I had a feeling I was like, maybe, I, maybe I'm too high. Cause I feel like Colt might be a little lower than me. I'm, I, I don't know, but we ended up being so close. <laughs> I I don't really have anything else to say other than like Game Freak, let it cook, let it cook. Let Nintendo, it cook. let them cook, please. Let them cook. <laughs> I'm curious about what Tanner's score is. He needs to finish it. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to finish it anytime soon. And like, whenever he does get a Switch fix, I doubt he'll finish it. But uh, yeah, Damn I guess Tanner. that's been the episode. Oh, like, so you have a six, I have a six point five. Yeah, our final collective score. Uh, 6.25? 6.25, yep. That's it. 6.25. That's the backlog boys guarantee right there for you. Yep. Is it essential viewing? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> essential in the way, if you, are you a Pokemon fan? Yes. If you're, yeah. You will want to play this. It, it's fun. I, don't get me wrong. Don't, like all this shitting on it that we just did doesn't change the fact that the first hour to two hours of this was us praising it. Yeah, I love yeah. this game. I do love this game. I, I just have a lot of problems with it. I will say two hours was us singing its praises. Two hours was us being honest about it. Yeah, it's it's it, it hurts. It really does. It really hurt. does. It really does. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. If you got any final can, thoughts. No, I, I'm all tapped out for final thoughts. I said what I need to say. I've been holding this in for two months now, and finally it's out. I it feels good. I, that's it. So uh, I guess you want to do the plugs? I will try to do the plugs. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I know you can at least do the Backlog Boys one. Can I? <laughs> Thank oh, you God. for listening uh, to us, Backlog Boys. If you stuck around, go check us out on... Uh, soundcloud or on itunes right spotify yeah Google pretty Play. much everything. um we're backlog boys with a z go check us out go listen to our past episodes uh for our mainline stuff we have last of us part one last of us part two those are great episodes go listen to those they're really fucking long though so take your time if you want uh you can binge it though if you're just that brave um we've also have our banter and news stuff uh they're numbered really crazily that's because we think it's fucking funny go listen and to it that. is it is it's still funny um so go listen to that um uh go check out um we're on twitter go follow us on twitter sorry uh, i'm trying to think of our plugs um go follow us on twitter we're uh at uh backlog boys pod uh, again boys with a z um go check out AYCS extra that feed as well that's where all the extra stuff goes there's um you know ultraman files there's now uh tanner's uh muscle orchestra series that just put out it's brand new brand finally new. releasing brand spanking new uh cinema grinoir they haven't put out anything in a little bit but they still have i think a few episodes out go check those out um it's about goth culture especially in uh cinema movies yes yep absolutely and uh go check out cage of greatness led by uh justin or shimmy as some might call him uh where they you know i don't know talk about some stupid fuckhead named nicholas cage or some shit i, don't I know. like nicholas cage a good bit maybe um but yeah go check those out um 
let me think what else what else go check out the main episode of ayc main stuff of aych uh this week we just finished up the month uh we had a very very uh not busy month because we changed it up because i think yeah. as this the, the week we released this episode we will have finished up our um now we no the week this comes out monday we would just have part one of our banter words episode comes out oh okay. okay next week part two comes out uh we had a schedule change um so now we're main show is only going to put out at least two episodes a month yeah um, well, we have an episode talking about that called state of the podcast go check that out it'll, it'll we'll talk about um yeah. how we're doing the podcast and everything else doesn't affect on. us here i mean we yeah it doesn't, it doesn't affect us here yeah um but yeah go check those out um and then uh next month we'll be doing our banter news episode and then we'll be doing our um video game focus episode uh do we want to say what it is we always got to announce it before the uh next month starts okay you want to do it shoot it out is it toe that's why I wanted you to do it because I wasn't sure. God damn it. How did we come so unprepared for this episode that we were so confident? Like, yeah, we'll do it. We don't have Tanner here to help because he's also like another reassuring voice when we're like, question mark, huh? huh? Yeah, he's very reassuring of us. And I because even though when he's reassuring and like it's obvious and he's like wrong, he's still reassuring. Yeah. It feels weird without him here. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, so it's Toem. Uh, very excited to play that. Uh, Colt's the only winner that's played it, beat it. I gotta replay play. it, though. They got a new DLC. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so very excited that. It's a it's a short game. It's a little... It's very stylistic, too. Very excited for that. Um, so stay tuned. And uh, you can follow me, Wenzel, on Twitter at Wednesday Wilkie. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Wednesday. You can follow my bookstagram, Winslow Banters. I have a store, worldofwindsay.bigcartel.com. I sell prints and stickers there and original art. Um, I have a link tree for links for all this stuff. Um, I really appreciate it if you checked any of it out. Thank you so much for listening and um, have a good day. Yeah, I, my name's Colt. Follow me on Twitter at Colt D00. Hell, hit us up on our Backlog Boys Twitter and tell us, like, what's your favorite Pokemon from this gen? Because there's a, yeah. lot, a lot of good Pokemon here and, like, why not, why not express yourself? And uh, yeah, also, yeah. if you think we said some stuff that was stupid or dumb, just tell us that as well on there. Just say, yeah, I don't agree. I think this game ran perfectly 60 FPS 4K, and you need to shut your mouth. Yeah, Whatever you want. Just hit us uh, hit us up with those infos, you know? And that's, that's all I got to say. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We'll see you in the, in the AYCH-verse. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.